Hey everybody, welcome to episode 154 of Vidja Game Apocalypse. Time has marched on and numbers have become meaningless. I am your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is here in the Not Kitchen studio with me? Uh, Christopher Mario Kart 9 Antista. <laughs> the Division, Dave Rudden. And uh, Henry Calico Chameleon Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. We'll get into that in the second segment. But for now, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Also GDC. Oh, faith and Bagura. <laughs> we'll worry about GDC next week. But oh, St. Patrick's Day. Ninja games. Oh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, oh, we yeah. have to get a jump on. We do? Oh. Clearly. I mean, on SEO, for sure. I mean, otherwise, our next show comes out afterwards, and we can't oh, be worthless. after a holiday. Fuck that shit. Worthless. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's worthless. St. Patrick's oh. Day, a day I still don't know why we celebrate. Like, not at all. Because well, it needs it's to be... It's an Irish Heritage Day that has turned into a... Hey, get drunk and wear yeah. green and no, pinch people. No, we don't people. get to have Columbus Day anymore either, because <laughs> one bad asshole... Italians don't have a day. Well, they're lucky. Well, I mean, Should Columbus. have Amerigo Vespucci Day. <laughs> Fuck that Columbus guy again. Well, if anything with Columbus, like, Spain gave him the money. Like, he, he's... I mean, he is Italian, but, like... It's, he wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for Spain. It's part Are of we Spain. talking about another Kickstarter? Yeah. Well, uh, make Columbus for Spain. <laughs> no, I think they Columbus don't want that honor. Kickstarted the yeah. voyage. Uh, but meanwhile, I mean, uh, St. Patrick's Day is much nicer. It's not. It's not related to any kind of genocide. Uh, and in fact, he doesn't even kill things. He just asks them to go away. He just expels the what's from his country. Uh, the, uh, the Jews, the potatoes, that's right. no, uh, the, the snakes, yes. the filthy Scots. Is that really what St. Patrick's Day is? It's, yeah, yeah, part of what he did, and then the no, Simpsons made an episode out of it. What? And what do you say when you find a snake? Snake. <laughs> Alternately, <laughs> you can say snake. What happened? Snake. Snake. That's if your pet snake has gotten out of its cage. Because uh, you yeah, asked, that's it what not happened. a euphemism. No, no, no. The snake got out of its cage. Snake. Uh, I'm sorry, I cut you off there. But yeah, this this is Dave's suggestion, and uh, I think it's a good one. I, yeah, I figured also... Well, Dave, like, you're of Irish heritage. Yes. So. Uh, but yeah, like, VGA's been around for like three years. I figure like we've already done... Probably, probably done best Irish characters. Time to shut it down. Something yes, else. Yes, we have, I think. Some yeah. second Irish char- like Irish uh, themed list. I'm like, snakes. Snakes. Is, yes. uh, that sells me done. The, the thing that all Irish people hate, unequivocally. But I did, avoided weighing in, but I saw you reject a ton of shit for <laughs> what the fuck is... What is a snake that we're talking about? Well, What's the criteria I, I, here? I kicked out Gobble Guts because he is a dragon, yeah. not a snake. Mm. And Literal are, snakes. But so, like, Snake Man, Mega Man. Well, I thought a, about Snake Man. But he his, doesn't his, count why. Because his sounds are crap. Uh, <laughs> and also... <laughs> Okay, there there's, is, some... there's nothing but the music to talk about in that hey, stage. Hey, that should be your number one Mega Man 3 ways. stage. Snake Man is also a man and is also a robot, so and his, like, his stage how, how much is, a snake is he? He filled. identifies as a snake, Dave! It's insensitive yeah. for you to say otherwise. His stage is filled <laughs> with snakes. Like, the, the entire level is snakes. It's made up of snakes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty cool snake level. And that's level. pretty cool, but it's, it's less cool when you're like, hey, how about that snake level? And it's just a whoop. Well, he was on. I hate to be a Monday morning quarterback on this, but he was on an episode of the Terrible Animated Series. So, nah. we, we there are we don't, quotes we from don't him acknowledge there. that it's wonderful. unless it's Gus Manzas. He talks in in the Cobra Commanders. Of course, way. he does. Also thought about the snakes from Smash TV. But I hated that stage so much. Yeah, those what? are bad snakes. Yeah, they're terrible. Well, snakes. what inspired the list, uh, like 
something we're doing, we've been doing lately, is a full playthrough of the original Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and that had snakes in it. The God only Legend of Zelda with with like snakes in it that I can remember. They're not top five. Not, not See, they're not top five material, but I'm like, holy shit, there were snakes in Legend of Zelda. I forgot about them. Snakes in the original Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, well, I also yeah. brought up the snakes that Triclide was uh, Dave and I's co-suggestion yeah. on this, but they're also not good enough for this. There's a kick-ass yeah. snake boss in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and I'm sure you do. No, this is only the snake. best no. snake, okay, so I, let's I'll begin just... with... Number five! We I guess streamed. this doesn't... I know what it is. But you know it, what it is. We streamed it recently, Chris. Was I there? Yeah. It was on a... I believe you're quite enthusiastic it was, about this. It was yeah. on an Xbox One package. Oh, Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Sorry, is that... Nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? No, let me play another sound from a later version of the same level. Nokia Snake. That actually had music? Yeah. Chumbawamba, if I remember the 90s correctly. Yeah, now I don't remember this. Alright, Battletoads. Oh! Motherfuckers, Jesus. Well, actually, so there are two rare entries on this. (laughs) this Apologies. So this is the worst snakes. No, this is... I mean, these are big, iconic snakes, and... Mm. Like yeah, watching the playthroughs about this like brought back all sorts of traumatic memories Dude, and sucks. weird muscle memories to my arms. This mm-hmm. sucks, and it's great if you have um, the. They're so big. The rare replay, the, the, the rare replay uh, rewind. Is that what it is? Well, mm-hmm. you can rewind. Oh yeah, well not the, not the rewind. It's just that they have they have bonus features, and you hear these like wonderfully earnest British folks talking like, yeah, the game is really cool and it didn't have enough stuff so we, they just said, why not make it really, really hard? And <laughs> so we made it really, really hard. And this, le- <laughs> like, watch someone really? play the snake level on this and like, it is ungodly. It is punishable. You, you have to do everything by rote memorization after hundreds of repetitions. It's insane. And I've never even been able to fuck with it that much until Rare Replay because like, well, it's cause so now hard. Can, now when you make a mistake, you can just rewind it, and try it again. I don't know. It, battle Battletoads, Battletoads should have been like a, I don't know. It is so good, it never had a chance. They had to make it harder because mm-hmm. he had to have the illusion of more gameplay than there actually was. Well, they tried to make sequels, but they weren't that big mm-hmm. either. And then they had like a pilot All of better. a TV, of a cartoon mm-hmm. that uh, that was as far as it got. They were so close to being an international mm-hmm. sensation, but uh, somebody really dropped the ball and pulled a choke job there. Man. I don't know about you guys, but hearing this triggers a, a stress, uh, an anxiety reaction in me. It sounds familiar. This does guitar. It's also from the snake stage. I, I rarely ever got After here. After you've gotten yeah, like three or four here. screens in, and like there's all these fucking clusters of spikes oh, floating in midair and you have to jump like just exactly right to clear them oh, to me man to this, me. this game everybody in the universe wanted to play this game and, I, and when I play I look at it now I think I said that on another show I'm so mad how high they set the barrier to entry to Battletoads Battletoads should have been a franchise that was still with us and had every fucking earmark that that would have happened with the exception of the difficulty in this stage Jesus Christ yeah. meanwhile the arcade version's take on a snake seems to be much more accessible but There's blood and stuff in it. That's a uh, that's uh, pimple repeatedly headbutting the giant snake boss that is like a head that zooms back and forth and 
uh, bites the stage. Like, is that game they just want to make it hard enough to steal your quarters? Exactly. But, uh, also not, the, not torturous. Not only, hard enough that you're going to punch through the screen and walk away. Only arcade game in my memory bank that uh, was from EA. EA. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually right. got to, to sit down with an old uh, arcade unit for some reason. My hometown oh, wow. has a barcade, and I'd never, oh, wow. I'd never seen it in person. Well, I remembered we had one on the main machine back at Office Place we worked at. A happy birthday on open source, uh, Mame, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah Good job. On, good on you. All right. Let's move on to... Number four. Bet you guys won't get, get this because uh, I think I and maybe Dave are the only ones who've played this. Steve oh. Buscemi's foot in Fargo. Uh, here, I'll give you another hint. Although I would expect to be growing more accustomed to seeing the clear intermingling of both human and alien genetic material. Oh, I know. I must admit, this reptilian creature with such distinctive <laughs> human features is surprisingly unsettling. It's Resident no. Evil. No, no, it's the Viper from XCOM yeah. 2. The snake oh, with tits. Yeah. Okay, man. Why does a snake need memory, mem- memory right, glands? Yes. I don't understand. Uh, I so heard uh, I can draw it on DeviantArt's? I heard not great things about XCOM 2. They were wrong. So I've been Categorically staying. wrong. Well, that game is wonderful. I know, but I'm already giving all my turns to Fire Emblem uh, Fates right now. So, sorry, Fats. I'm giving all my turns to that uh, right now, so I just can't. <laughs> I can't play XCOM at the same time. I gotta snuggle up to a snake in XCOM. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'd rather no, I'd I... rather make boyfriends and girlfriends in mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. Fast. But you can play me on Microsoft Surface. <laughs> I, I love Come. Fire Emblem Fats. Listening to it because it's like. I'm intro- trying to introduce a character, and you immediately start it. doing the My character bad. better than me My over bad. me while I'm doing it. I didn't. I do. I, I do that sometimes. I. Everybody uh, hates me. I, I'm sorry. You, you, you did a better job. I'm fine. Comes, I wanted to try doing the voice. I'm from it's, the south. It's hard. I'm from the south, and I'm becoming overweight. Being an old blues man have is to not hard. Some phlegm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Anyway, Fire Emblem Fates is yeah, really yeah. fun. Oh, but fun. XCOM is, is also a lot of fun. Uh, frustrating in some ways, yes, I'll admit, but overall a pretty great experience. And uh, these things uh, basically exist to negate your cover, which, if you've played XCOM, you might remember, is one of the most important cornerstones of gameplay. Yes. Yeah. Um, they do shit like this. That is a viper uh, sneaking up to one of your dudes and wrapping around him. And With his whole drum section? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and while they're, they'll, they'll just like sit there, turn after turn, sapping uh, life from your dude mm. until you shoot them away. They can also... So they're uh, more constrictors than poisonous? They can also use their tongues to grab your guy from halfway across the map out from his cover yank him over to them, away from the protection of your other guys, and then do this, the snaky thing. So it's, wow. uh, it's a really tough enemy That's to fight. That's pretty extreme, those snake ladies, man. Yeah. And even though, like, I remember my reaction was sort of like, what is this ridiculous thing? Why is it in XCOM? There is precedent here, because if you've played the first XCOM, there are snake men. They're like one of the first alien species you meet, and they're big, and uh, they're, they don't have boobs, 
But well, now uh, we're getting the women. Who yeah, are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the more dangerous of the species. It's 2016. You yeah. want to grab the biggest audience as possible. So it's make true. a phallic object with tits on it. <laughs> you sold everybody. Uh, it's a dick with boobs. This is barely related to sexualizing animals, but I did see a funny tweet today that uh, so in Zootopia. Uh, you know, in Vancouver, in Vancouver, uh, they have a they've been welcoming to some Syrian refugees oh, yeah, who are yeah, staying yeah. in a hotel in Vancouver that happens to be home of the Vancouver Furry Festival, yeah. and so uh, the workers at the place shared uh, to hotel attendees. Dear Syrians and con attendees, please respect each other and they won't talk to you and they won't talk to them. <laughs> just to imagine these Syrian refugees who have, who have left a war zone and hor- uh-huh. seen horrors are now seeing people in fur costumes getting frisky with each other in like yep. a hotel lobby. It is... What a world to live in. I'm sure there's a snake amongst the uh, furry. Well, actually, no, that would be a scaly. It wouldn't be furry. Well, be scaly. Scaly. Be for, for more, for, maybe furries and, can uh, I will say, looking up videos of the Viper, when, like the third hit down was like somebody doing a tutorial on how to draw erotica with the Viper. Mm. Uh, like sexy pinup shots. Um, they have twice the Patreon pledges as we do. Wow. But the, the Viper has a relation to a much less sexy enemy from uh, the first XCOM. I find it unusual, to say the least, that the subject so often referred to in the past as the Thin Man has now been revealed to actually be a genetic derivative of this wholly reptilian creature. So yeah, those those uh, creepy humanoid guys with the suits that you the fought. Reptile man. Yep. <laughs> the men yeah. in black with the laser guns. There are no, lizard men. There are lizard men here. <laughs> <laughs> But they're people, lizard people, lizard people, and they fart chemtrails, and they should never be trusted. <laughs> and they your give money. your children morgulons through vaccinations. And they can pull you from cover and wrap themselves around. <laughs> Chris, you're the only one who does an even vaguely recognizable Jesse yeah. Venture. I Here. can do Jesse Ventura. Like the, the lizard people, they control the media, keep SpongeBob on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan's been cheating the entire time, McMahon. You I can only do it in a wrestling context. You think Ventura would be really in XCOM because he's got lizard people and it's about military <laughs> military teams. Because he was a SEAL team member, as he loves to talk uh, about. What was the, going off on a bizarre tangent, what was the show in like the late 80s, early 90s, Record Breakers? Oh. Like for, it was a tie-in with a toy car line and he was like, Jesse Ventura was the announcer alongside some dorky guy named Apple. Oh, it was like uh, his straight man. What? And he'd all be like, shut up, Apple, you're a wuss. Blah, 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 blah. That must have been his in-between years when he was yeah. out of d- d- WWF. <laughs> and then also... It was definitely before he was the governor of Minnesota. To tie Jesse Ventura back into video games, one of the, one of the times he quit uh, WWF for the last time and got mad at Vince McMahon and sued Vince McMahon Aww. was because he wasn't getting the royalties he felt he deserved for appearing in a Genesis... WWF game. He's actually going to make his own, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he got the he got the money. He beat Vince McMahon in court over Dang. over that Genesis WWF game. That's so nice of Jesse Ventura to chase all the snakes out of Ireland, <laughs> except for his feather boa, which he keeps around him at all times. Hogan stole the feather boa from him. Yeah. Man, that's true. Hogan, man. F you, Hogan. <laughs> Amazing how far he's fallen. Anyway, number three. The one you've been waiting for. This makes me so happy. Um, you might not know this, people, whose parents bought them things. Wait, wait, what game is this? Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Yeah! 
suck up my tail. Now we're at the 8-bit sock hop for a second. <laughs> but that was the odd conceit of the game. The only reason the title existed is because the music was slightly yeah. 50s. And then snake <laughs> and hey, Dave, roll. snake pun. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Game appreciates game. Pretty good. But uh, one of the those weird isome- isometric titles from Rare. I love I know. Uh, the, yeah, British yeah. people loved <laughs> isometric titles. That's a generalization I'm going to make about the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Rare always did it. Those awful yeah. Sinclair games, I do not vouch for those. But RC Pro-Am, Cobra Triangle, and uh, Co- uh, Snake Roll and Roll, I will. Wasn't Saber Wolf one, too? Or, no, there's uh, another one I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, I think one of the Wolf games yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all, those are disgusting. And if you like them, <laughs> stop listening to the show. But... Um, <laughs> Um, Solstice. We don't need your Patreon money. You like those kind of awful Sinclair games. The Immortal. But Snake, Rattle, and Roll, it was a budget title. That's the only reason I got it. I got it as an impulse buy from my mother, I'm guessing, at a TJ Maxx checkout line. (laughs) Uh, But but just delicious. And and like unlike any other NES game I've ever played, you eat. Yeah. You're you're basically a snake head with like a ball trailing behind it. You're born a snake head, and you have to eat balls to extend Uh your snake body (laughs) so you can weigh in and leave a level. Yeah, and and there's there's all these bonuses and yet there was there was never a '90s meme about snake rattle and roll eat my balls. (laughs) Even though that's all they do. Put your balls in my mouth. They are too people. What happened to the? Uh, blank ate my balls web ring. Is that still around? I think that, that died in like 2000 <laughs> or something. Ring. It started with Mr. T ate my balls and then just went from there. Yeah, I missed this one. Blew up on Angel Fire. I was, too, yeah. I was too busy being part of the Evangelion web ring. You were probably yeah. like eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, oh, my phone fell. Hold on. Oh, okay. Don't edit any of this I out. I thought there was a rat no. in the studio. Jesus. Watch out for the traps. That there. mouse is dead by yeah. now, right? Uh, it hasn't died yet, but it might not exist. Well, did you send that snake after it? To eat Ooh, it we a snake would be better, more affordable uh, than a cat. I wonder if this game like misinformed kids about how snakes actually grow. Like, I know, kids I know, expecting a snake head to roll yeah, around and yeah. find parts. To it eat. misinformed them about how snakes sound. They make sounds yeah. when they jump. They they uh, chew on things and snakes spit jump. out. They lick, whatever. They yeah. lick feet to death. Severed feet. Yes. Severed feet is one of your <laughs> main enemies. Like the, the game seemed to have some pretty clear uh, Terry Gilliam animation inspirations. Like it looked yeah. like an isometric Monty Python cartoon, but you had these snakes. And uh, Rare actually went on to make a sequel. Yeah, never that played it. Was not very well received. Sneaky snakes on Game That's Boy. Not even a pun. <coughs> and instead of rattle and roll, you're now playing as two snakes named uh, Attila and Genghis. And uh, it sounds like this. No, no. I don't know. I've got, I've got like almost a minute no, of this. We have to listen to all of it. No, no. This is, this is what my parents think all video games sound like to this day. No. That's because it is. Uh, this is one of the few games that's like... I w- was watching it on YouTube. I'd never played it when it was originally out. Uh, I barely knew it existed. Mm-hmm. And watching it, it's like, I can't fucking stand this. This yeah, is awful. Geez. This looks like a terrible game. I can't imagine anyone playing this for fun. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the when I found out, oh, there's a Kid Icarus sequel on the Game mm-hmm. Boy. And I mm-hmm. saw, like, this is this is mm-hmm. uglier than the first one. Oh, the yeah. original yep. was awful. I forgot. It wasn't great either, <laughs> no. And then we, got a, then we got a 3DS game, which was pretty good. That mm-hmm. game has snakes, too. Yep. Lots of uh, fourth wall breaking gags and irreverent anime. <laughs> but I think Written by future guest of uh, uh, Laser Time, Mike Drucker. Oh, yes, what? yes, yes. Um, but like, Snake Rattle and Roll deserves a shitload of credit. Is it the yeah. first playable snakes? 
Uh, it's think. the first ones that I'm aware of. Outside uh, of Q Basic, you assholes. I know. <laughs> I'm a, I know. I don't know. The the original cell phone snake might actually predate. I'm sure uh, it does. Yeah, snake rattle and roll. But we're not talking about that snake because even though it's like an almost universal experience, it yeah. fucking sucks and there are no good sounds. I saw a great gif of uh, the perfect snake game that was being shared really? the other day. Yeah, it was played to... It it's just all the way to the end of even when Where you're your like tail fills up all but two pixels. Jesus. It's still you're essentially to... knitting yourself like <laughs> yeah. just rolling on. Oh, uh, love you, Snake Rattle and Roll. It's great. I it, you, you you need like a good two hours to get used to the control scheme. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, it is kind of tough, I mean, and, and the Xbox controller makes makes it even harder. Really? I yeah, think yeah. it would make it easier to have like the analog stick. Maybe the analog I, I, I don't know if I tried that. I find found it hard to get back in the groove and I played a ton of Snake Rattle and Roll. I knew it mm. so well. You're a stupid snake who has to eat things uh, in order to grow your tail. You want those yellow ones more than anything else for those point bonuses. <laughs> so if you can get long enough you can just fuck around the whole level and like accrue a shitload of bonus points. And the so better you know the level. One hit, you're gonna you're in trouble. Though. Well, you just lose that section of your tail. And there's this thing that spits out stuff nonstop. You just want that precious yellow one. And when you fall into the water, you hear that. It's a shark. There's time working against you. And what I love uh, most of all is that you need little pellets to live and play the game, and they eventually just like grow legs and wings and run and oh, fly Jesus. away from you. <laughs> and the wow. further you get in, uh, yeah, you never. Played I never that got part, that fall. No uh, way. No way. Sounds like a stacked deck, if ever there was one. Uh, thanks for letting me talk. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on to number two. The clue is in the first part. Oh, I remember this one. Well, I said it resonated. Yes, you did. Yes. Sorry. And this boss is named... Venom? Yawn. Yawn. That is... What? That is... Yawn. Yeah. I like... First of all, I don't... Sort of a creepy name, though, because it, it just... Conjures an image of it yeah. unhinging its jaw, like it's just uh, opening yeah, its mouth yeah. really wide. Also, it's so good at killing like your fellow uh, stars team members. It's like yawn, not even a, yawn. not even a challenge. <laughs> yawn. I yeah. do remember playing the first Resident Evil and being like, I thought this is a zombie game, and then when you turn, when you finally see a. You then see a zombie dog. You're like, I guess I fight dogs in this too. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you like, then all the rules are broken when you fight a giant yeah, snake. And this yeah. thing shows up. Yeah. This is the original. It's by the fire hose. <laughs> that's how this is. So that that's yeah. Young's original appearance. The first one we played was from the uh, remake. Oh. Which was then remade on or ported to PS3. The re-remake, yes. yes. Basi- well, yeah. Sorry, this is basically the first boss in the game that you encounter. The f- yeah. I can remember. Yeah, I All, think and you're right. Like Henry alluded to, it's like kind of breaks the rules because everything else is like, okay, this is a man who died, and this is a dog who died, mm-hmm. and the game is zombified. Did, well, and was there a giant fucking snake in the mansion that so died? So this is the secret of Resident <laughs> Evil games that they yeah. follow rules up until like. A third of the way in, and then they just throw up their hands like, you know, now you're going to fight a giant robot of a little person. Yeah. Like, that's what you're going to fight. Like, <laughs> we don't care what we showed you before. Oh, yeah. 
Like now we just want to mm-hmm. be crazy. Well, it's Yon is is part of the the whole conceit that like, well, the mansion is actually a front yeah. for this secret laboratory, and they made it. It's a man made virus that made uh, the zombies. So not content to stop at zombies, they also made giant monsters, including yeah. Yon. Who, any any bow can exist and be mm-hmm. a, a bow can be anything. Yeah, yeah. who's is kind of funny because it's like a bunch of segmented, clearly disconnected polygons yes. in the original. Uh, PlayStation version, and then it, when they redo him, he's like all one uh, undulating mass that looks really, really good. Yeah, he, he, I remember him looking very good in the remake. I yeah. didn't play the re-remake enough to see the snake in that one, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm sure it looks even better. I mean, he, he, it's kind of a creepy place when you first see him, too. It's like, first of all, you run into some, one of your uh, stars, like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, teammates who like was killed by it and then you like it's basically in the attic i think or this like kind of yeah like, it looks like a barn yeah so that or like the creepiest part of the mansion you've encountered thus far and then yeah. this thing just pops out and it might poison you and you have to find actually find a blue herb for once mm-hmm. and then they bring it back uh yeah there's so kind of a call back in resident evil 6 it escapes yeah. <laughs> runs off through a convenient hole in the ceiling and then, yeah, you fight it uh, a bit later in the game. It, it comes out, and you, you can finally kill it dead. But uh, interestingly, the fight can go two different ways depending on who you're playing as. Uh, if you're playing as Jill, which is to say the easy path through the game, mm-hmm. uh, so you meet that there's that guy, Richard, who was killed by it. In the oh. original PlayStation version, uh, Jill just kneels by his body, touches him, and like shakes her head and stands up. It's like, oh, he's dead. In the remade version, he's like, she's like, oh, he's resting. I'll just leave him here. And then in the middle of the fight, he like busts in and says, like, time for payback, hmm. and like shoots the the snake with his shotgun. Wow! And then it seems to be dead, and this happens. So, Richard! Snake grabs Richard, shakes him, and appears to just gulp him down. Wow. Yeah. And That's quite a change. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have a shotgun to shoot at, shoot at the snake with. I like shooting shotguns in video games. But then in the... In Res- shooting shotguns at... Snake! <laughs> in Resident Evil 6, they did bring back a snake enemy. It wasn't Yawn, I don't think, yeah. but... It was this invisible snake. It could turn. You, you fight it during the Chris campaign. That sounds. Yeah, that's vaguely yeah. familiar. Not oh, much of shit. Resident Evil Six is memorable. I will say that right now. I remember a helicopter crashing and a giant thing all in these China. These games suck, yeah. by the way. They're all terrible. <laughs> uh, four is four is the only one you can still hold up and hand somebody and you're like, oh, I can see why you guys might have liked this a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a pretty. I, cool I hate snake Resident fight. Evil and people who like it. It's a pretty cool snake fight, though, <laughs> and uh, it's a cool invisible snake, and it's got like dripping, dripping venom oh, and all yeah. that. It's, it's a neat, it's a neat look. Uh, so I, I thought I had for, uh, remembered this. Uh, there was that that character that you run into that uh, was attacked by the snake. You can do that uh, if you run into him early enough. You can you can find anti venom, and I think like temporarily save him. Huh. But what I, the reason I remember that is because when that when they put out Resident Evil on the DS. Uh, Deadly Silence. Mm-hmm. 
you could like part of the revival process was blowing into your DS to oh, give him Jesus. CPR. I remember <laughs> wow. being on a bus when this uh, came up, and I just like closed it. I'm like, done with this game. I'm not, pl- <laughs> not I'm blowing not- into my DS on a bus. Yeah, <laughs> I already look nerdy enough. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Don't die, please. Wow, we were just talking about that same thing in uh, Spirit Tracks just today. Mm. Have you gotten to the point in Fire Emblem Fates where you have to do it? No, no. Like, oh, you, you just had a hot bath. Cool off your wife. <laughs> uh, I am not married yet. I haven't made my choice on Husbando uh, yet. It's okay. So. You take your time <laughs> to figure out who you are first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Tsubaki. Tsubaki is my one in Hoshido uh, right so now. So you're, you're playing Birthright. I plan to play all three, and I'm starting with the easiest one. I that's started the... with Conquest because that's the one I paid for. Okay. One of the best point of the year. But films. yeah, like basically, I, I like getting off track to talk about Fire Emblem. I like that it is. A sixty dollar game disguises a forty dollar game. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you get a actually, lot it's those. an eighty dollar game. It's if you want to play everything, game. but that's a hundred hours for eighty bucks, and and that's also true, yeah. it's got a DLC map pack for map pack for eighteen dollars. So yeah, see, I made the mistake of thinking like map pack for eighteen dollars, I'll just buy this cheaper DLC, and not realizing that the map pack is a season pass yep. to all that the the. $2.50 maps that come out. Yeah, Nintendo usually gives you a break on the ma- uh, like on the on pricing what? if you're going to buy all of them. On, on the what? Fire Emblem Fats. No, no, no. no. What, what? Uh, but what kind of DLC? I just I want a season pass. I want to use all of my connections to get Gilbert Godfrey recorded saying map packs. Map. <laughs> just at the top of his map, map packs. <laughs> map packs. All right, we should get back on topic with There. Boom! Hey. There he was. Ekans. Yeah, so these are the most famous uh, sneaky Pokemons there are. Ekans. And it's evolved form Arbok. Oh, yeah. It, it, Jerry it's, Arbok? it's Arbok, but for whatever reason. Well, he doesn't reason, say Arbok. In though. the cartoon, yeah, the thing that he says is a little bit different. See, it sounds nothing like Arbok. <laughs> He's more like Shark. Yeah, that, so that's that's from the the actual game. This is how he sounds in the cartoon, or or like this. <laughs> well, yeah. So the uh, these are the original ones from the original 151 and Gen One, which you can play right now on that eShop uh, re-releases they just put out. Uh, and there, uh, there's some really clever localization of. Arbok and Ekans are Snake and yeah, Cobra snake backwards. And cobra. Yeah, and somebody cool. actually on YouTube when I looked it up uh, uh, recorded a bunch of Ekans uh, sound clips and then just played them all backwards. What a great snake. use of time. <laughs> it's it's also interesting to know that like Ekans is Snake with the uh, softer vowel sound when played backwards. Yeah. Uh, snake. Snake. Yep. Oh, so great. Uh, no, that they were, they got famous. Everybody had them in the games, like you captured them. They're easy. They're two-stage evolution Pokemon, and they're not that powerful. Even Kobe, Arbok's not going to be on most high-level teams. Mm-hmm. But they're good, like, normal-type poisons. But the, the reason they're famous is because that uh, Ekans and then Arbok were... Uh, one of the two uh, henchmen Pokemon owned by the 
uh, Team Rocket in the first seasons. It was Ekans and Weezing. Yeah, uh, well, Weezing is great. Weezing! Yeah. Coughing! Weezing! Coughing, Jesus yeah. Christ. And then they, they evolve over the show, and they just appear in so many episodes that uh, fans got to know them mm-hmm. as just parts of Team Rocket. And they actually got written off the show. Well, actually, first yeah. their evolution became a thing on the show. Well, like it, was, it was story point that they evolved. Yeah. And then they're, they're, when they got written off, it was a very, like, people put it up as a very sad scene. I didn't yes. think it was that sad, but I do have a clip. Snake! What happened? Snake! Snake! Wait a minute, that's not it. <laughs> sure it is. Uh, well, oh, wait, in, no, here's the actual one. Snake! There we go. <laughs> well, in the clip, I, I just rewatched it. I think I did see it live at the time. I watched, it was into like the third year of the Pokemon yeah. show, which I would still watch from time and again, but it's each year, it annoyed me when they would start a new generation on the Pokemon show that Ash would just say, and I should start over all over again and get new Pokemon. And he just leaves all his old Pokemon at Professor. I should buy Pokemon Oops. Blue yeah. now. And so Pika I'm going to eat this delicious donut. It's a fucking rice ball, man. I know that now. <laughs> Onigiri is so good, man. When you feed Onigiri to your uh, dragon in Fire Emblem Fats, it's, it's a, they call it rice. But anyway, uh, yeah, in, in that episode... Team Rocket also has to get rid of their old gen Pokemon so they can have new gen Pokemon to be mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's like on He-Man when they're like, "All right, we need to get the the New Year's toy line in here." Exactly. Uh, or like on in the Transformers, some new vehicles in the Transformers movie, they kill off all those Transformers because they needed room for new toys. Uh-huh. The, if yeah. you were very touched by the death of Optimus Prime, like I was, mm-hmm. it was hurtful to find out it only it didn't happen for a plot purpose. They were just told <laughs> kill every toy so we can put new toys in this that kids will buy. Yeah. We'll break their hearts and uh, build them back up again. Don't worry, we'll bring them back again on the TV show. Yeah. So anyway. Rocket Team Rocket gave, gave away uh, Ekin, sorry, Arbok and Weezing to protect Ekins and Coughings that are on this island. That they're that to protect mm-hmm. other uh, less powerful Ekins and Weezings from being captured. That is uh, that's unusually magnanimous of them. Yeah, that is literally what happened. That's in the episode when Ash left his Pikachu. At the Pikachu Island with all the other Pikachu, yeah, to hang out with the Pikachu, the Pikachu <laughs> Island. But then why, this is why I stopped at the first season, man. <laughs> but then Pikachu. This is why I back. never watched it. That's also, Dude, that also I was in college. Yes. That episode is super sad with the Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was well it was sad in that clip too to see the Ekans and the Weezing uh, Arbok and Weezing don't want to leave and there's like char char and. <laughs> Then uh, Jesse and and James are just like, get out of here, go, we don't need you. And they're like, exactly. That is actually what that is from. And then they they then turn their back and walk away or slink away crying. They're like, oh. And Meowth is like, you guys gotta go. I get to stay though. I'm a first gen, but I'll be here forever. But I'm a major character. I'm really the brains of this outfit. (laughs) I don't know what two Team Rocket even works for anymore now. Well, that's a Gen One the story Trump point. <laughs> Duh. Mm-hmm. I will say if you can find it, the uh, Meowth cartoons that uh, Schmorky did for uh, something awful are fantastic. <laughs> oh, really? You fucking guys! <laughs> I give that. I give that a watch. Yeah. A watch. yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Uh, anyway, 
That's been our top five Pokemon, I mean snakes. But we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some failed consoles that didn't even get to launch, some other stuff, so stay tuned. To start us off tonight, NBC News correspondent Herman Cain. But I believe these words came from the Pokemon movie. Life can be a challenge. It's never easy when there's so much on the line. But you and I can make a difference. Just look inside and you will find the Pokemon. Taxes. It's not what you think. I'm not asking you for money to pay our taxes. I'm talking about your taxes. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Tax Act. That is Tax Act, as in actor, act, tax act. Tax Act is a leading provider of affordable digital and download tax preparation solutions for individuals, business owners, and tax professionals. In case you don't know, Tax Act makes preparing and filing your taxes quick, easy, and affordable. You can do it anytime through the internet to get your maximum refund. Laser Time listeners who want to try Tax Act can go to trytaxact.com slash laser time and get 15% off their federal and state tax filing. I know many of you will remember last year, I had a little bit of issues with my taxes. I always pay my taxes online, and last year, I did not. I decided to consult a professional I saw in a commercial. I will not name the major chain. They saved me nothing, and in fact, they cost me significantly more, and I will never not do my taxes online again. If you feel the same way as we do, there's always Tax Act. And you can go to trytaxact.com slash later time and save 15% off your state and federal filings. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. It is the Quad City DJs. Come on, write it. Parentheses, the train. It is a party in here. This is, <laughs> this is a fun way to come in. This is the most exciting the show has ever been. Uh, <laughs> this week, February 27th, Quad City DJs hit based on, this is a part I didn't know, Based on a 1974 Barry White song. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. No, it is. Yep. <laughs> of course, it's a sample. Man, I didn't realize. I, I never no knew No idea. Uh, That's the, uh, Together Brother? The theme from Together yes. Brothers. What? I do want to say Together Brother again for people to look it up to play the whole thing because there's a cool break where it goes to strings that I don't think Quad City DJs hold on to. That one. This is awesome. I mean, this is great. I, yeah. I, I have a, a CD of all black exploitation themes, and I like cannot drive while playing things like this because mm. next thing I know, I'm doing 90, and I didn't even notice. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> there, I wouldn't know as much about this period of music if it weren't for the rampant sampling of like the, the early <laughs> yeah. 90s. There's nothing sacred. I thought surely I can trust the Quad City DJs <laughs> to make their own music. That's 302010, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. And welcome back to our lovely and talented second segment. As Ooh, I, you're uh, sneaky. Yeah, I'm sneaky. Uh, yeah, I should have pulled up that YouTube video that I'm a snake. <laughs> what? I'm a snake. Honey badger guy? I don't know. I gotta take my hat. I think my head is hurting. <sighs> Have on my bro outfit for the new releases. Your broat fit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even work as a portmanteau. No. Let's jump mm-hmm. into. These are the new releases. They are releasing new releases. These are the new releases. Everybody, everybody. Monster. 
So you you got brought out today to play the division on we, live stream. The I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it's your Brett, new character Topher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett and I couldn't. We started joking around calling it the division. And then and, Brett had a Mountain Dew in his hand. And then it just got douchier after that, so he went mm-hmm. and got dressed up. And I rarely do an entire stream in character, <laughs> but it was not reflective of because I because I so I've been playing the division ever since then. Um, I didn't know because I'm not like Tom Clancy. I know nobody I know works there uh, <clears throat> at Ubisoft, but. It doesn't have the Reagan-era panache in 2016 <laughs> as it used to. I would rather... Could you, could, is there anything else we could license this game to? What does this have to do with Tom Clancy? They spent a lot I'd, of money on I'd Tom re- Clancy's Then call it Tom Hardy's buy, The Division. Tom spent, Hardy's The Division. Like, literally the name Tom Clancy is a turnoff to me. Period. Mm, like, no man. matter what it is. Like, I'm not interested in this fucking military fetishist. But then I load up The Division, like, oh, these are this is the thing I've seen in, like, 16 Xbox E3 briefings. And with the, with the interesting... Uh, uh, premise or location at least so the inter- interesting setting and I didn't know because I don't read previews anymore and I don't care about military shooters I didn't know this was Destiny like it's essentially really? Destiny yeah like yeah. it's well yeah it's a well, it's, it's, similar setup you could even say it's Fantasy Star Online and that it's an action RPG structured around four player but squads but it's a shooter yeah it's, it's a more shooter. than anything it's a shooter that's loot based and like I do like that I didn't think I would like a Tom Clancy game at all and mm-hmm. I, I do like it a little more than I thought I did uh, the stream probably isn't very indicative of that. But actually, I don't do terrible in the stream. I don't. You did Thank all right, you, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, what was his name? Oh, what, the bad boy. No, the, the guy, the guy who jumped in and helped me with everything. And oh yeah, me a what few was times. that guy's name? So, uh, I, I said it over uh, and over again. Watch the video. Yeah, watch the video on YouTube.com. We also want to find Swagger. Bonafide Swagger. That's yeah, who, that's yeah, who yeah. it was. Yes, so we, he's helped me out in Destiny before. Uh, I was going to say, like, didn't you call him Bonafide at one point? I would never have done that. Not even <laughs> under the guise of being Topher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun on that. We did. Uh, that was exhausting. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was hard. That, you had to come that, down from that character. Like we had, we immediately recorded a podcast afterwards, and it took you a second to come down from Topher. <laughs> yeah, a like, couple points I wanted to type in advice, like hold down circle to get down from that ledge, or. Uh, like oh. not every ledge though. Yeah, like, I don't know. If I you... wanted to jump off the top of like a five story building. Yeah, it was yeah. not an option. I, I no. don't know if you discovered the the full coolness of the the cover I system did. either. And that like you hold down X yeah, to roadie can... run all the way to. I your did. I did afterwards. And you can you could point like not unlike gears, but like way further. You can pick cover like you know like fifty yards that way uh-huh. and like just run to it. Yeah, and um, uh, it's a lot. It, that's the thing I like about the game as the the shooter mechanics. I'm glad Tyler's not here when I call them solid. But like, but like, they are. That is nice shooter mechanics. It really is. And like, I really hate when like, I don't know. You ask me a to learn something completely new, or b you just have shitty shooter mechanics. And it didn't. It didn't. I didn't feel that way with the division at all. I may not be the audience for it, but like, yeah. the game has been a long time coming. Uh, I have noticed. I, I wrote a, a do's and don'ts guide for Ubisoft. Again, I, I do contract work for Ubisoft. Bullshit shill. Liar. Yeah, total shill. But I should say my opinions do not reflect theirs. I, I will say the uh, the automatic weapons you get at first are really jerky. Like, you know, they, they will not stay on target if you go full auto. But if you fan the trigger while aiming mm. and just, you know, squeeze off a couple shots at a time, mm. like, you will hit 
whatever whatever your mark is. It's just if you hold down the trigger and expect to keep aiming at the thing you're aiming at, you will be disappointed, or you'll have a tough time. Well, I just, ah, it was fan the trigger like Blondie does in uh, Good, the Bad, the Ugly. It was more, I was thinking of it immediately as like Call of Duty, and like, I'm going to pull off the perfect headshot. doesn't matter, because it's more like Destiny, and it's instead of an alien giant behemoth, it's just a person... But they, they might seem like bullet sponges, but the idea is you're supposed to level up your shit like as fast as you can and start mm. taking these guys down faster. It's not... Yeah. Yes, you can you're take You're also it, supposed to group up with other players, yeah, which makes it a lot easier. It, but it makes it easier and, and more rewarding, I'm, I'm assuming. I only teamed up with one person, but... Yeah, I don't know. I might Unless you're in the dark zone, then you get to fight over who gets the, the loot. The dark zone? Yeah, the dark zone. It's the PvP area. I'm seeing a lot of irritating video game schadenfreude about it. Like, it didn't work in the launch hour. It works... 20 minutes mm-hmm. late. Jesus I Christ. I played it like, in the is... launch hour. It worked fine. Yeah, I know. I know. I, but it's like... That's, somebody sent me a picture of like... You, people take up physical space and there's a line of people waiting to get their quest. And like... I have never been able... I haven't been able to say something as journalistically in years, but that photo is staged and, like, the entire internet is, like, losing its shit over a stage <laughs> that somebody staged to create fake outrage. It's funny. And there's it, nothing yeah. I can do to say that. I'll just, I got Grimm sent it to me, and I'm like, that's not true. Like, that just happened to me, and you can a easily get your A lie spreads quest. easier than the truth, Chris, yeah, that's no, for sure. It, it got yeah. back to me in my old developer days. Resident Evil is on mm-hmm. this DLC! No, it doesn't. Well, we won't write a retraction, even if we did, uh, like no one would care. This article will be circulated till the end of time, and that'll be the rumor and yep. the yeah. information about it. Well, you know, that's the difference. But it was bullshit. If you saw that uh, the people in line waiting to get their quest, that was somebody who literally set up 12 of their friends to create a lie and, and spread it throughout the and internet. Everybody's it bothered the shit on, out of me. But it's a funny meme to share on social media, so we all giggle about it and it spreads. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, else came out this week? Uh, Rise of the Division? Yeah, Rise of the Kasai came to what? PS4, the Wait, sequel to what? The Mark of Kree. I've still never played it. Oh, that game. I've That's still never played not, it. It killed the Kree series, but also because they thought it wanted to be online multiplayer before yeah. the, it was on yeah. a system that could do it. Mm. You know, it was just wrong place, wrong time. And it felt like they should have just kept going with single player. Like, why? Yeah, they, it, it just felt like a boardroom or executive edict. Like, this has try this thing. Put it in your sequel. And they had a lot of really good ideas, but I think the biggest problem between this and Mark of Cree is that uh, Mark of Cree is like a super vibrant, interesting, fun game. It has a lot of bright colors. M-rated it, Disney. It looks like, like yeah. yeah, it looks like M-rated Disney, whereas Rise of the Kasai is very gritty and moody, and like all the colors are very drab. It's like, it's so very much that... Then. It's crazy. Yeah. That sort of latter-day PS2 look to everything, where it's like, it's all washed out. It was a very uh, late PS2 game. Yeah, it was. So. But, uh, yeah, you know, guys, if you're thinking of buying that on your PS4, you know, you probably haven't played Rogue Galaxy. Play that instead. That's or a better... Mark of Cream. Yeah, is or that Mark not of Cream. Yeah, available on PS Drupal? It is. It is. Okay. It came out a few weeks ago. I'll get that. That is so uh, good. Yeah, uh, Colot is also on PS4. Uh, yeah. I played a little bit of it on PC. It is essentially... What I played is essentially a walking simulator, but into, like, the mountains of Russia, but then you get to a certain point investigating this shredded campsite and there's a monster. Sounds like uh, Firewatch but mm. cold. Kind of, yeah. And there's a monster stalking you. <laughs> okay. Um, so Instead of sexy teens. Uh, I'm, I'm again looking at uh, GameSpot's list and uh, they have it, They give it a 4 out of 10. So Ew. not a great score. Ew. Ew. I'm tucking in my collar here at that <laughs> score. Ew. Haven't played enough to say whether it's worth that or not. But uh, yeah. And, Is um, that it? It's I mean, it's weird. Like most, uh, is anything up from Nintendo this week? Hmm. That's last week. 
WWE 2K16 is out on PC. Ah. Well, with all the DLC for a discounted price. Uh, but it's, Twilight yeah. Princess is out. Like, and we've played. Oh yeah, I came out. That was last Friday. Friday. Yeah, but no one played it last Friday. Yeah. I played a ton of it. I still haven't got my copy from uh, UPS Store yet. I, uh, I I really love the idea of playing a console Zelda uh, again right now because I don't feel like I'll be able to do that for another five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, two, two years. years. Two years. Uh, but man, there are so many things in that game that are just like this has 2006 written all over it. <laughs> This giant hard-on for prolonged cutscenes. Like, it takes forever to get that game started. But the, Nintendo was still against voice acting. Yeah. So, it really... You just have people look like... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's not even that completely. It's just, like, the idea that, like... Well, you have to learn everything first. Where, like, most Zelda kind of rewards your own exploration. And shows you immediately, like... Navi went this way. That's what you do first. This game does not do that. Mm-hmm. I have played it before. I know what to do. And I'm still, like... Dude, I know, I know, I'm gonna like this in, in four hours. I cannot believe it still take me four hours. And the in the, the Z targeting works less well than like the Ocarina remake. Like yeah. I, I, I don't like the way because I don't just, I just don't connect with things as Link or Wolf Link. Um, I can't. Eh. Of all things to fix when you're opening up an HD remake, at least have your targeting system work. And yeah, I thought true. of it as Z targeting. Is that the only reason Nintendo includes a Z button on any of its controllers? Because <laughs> we say it in no Zelda. It's had to keep coming back to like, well, we said Z. No so. one says Z shooting for Goldeneye. <laughs> That's true. Well, I guess yeah, you got to pull the Z trigger though. That's the. I, but I'm just like, if you told me to hit ZL on my Wii U controller, what would like, I search for? It, yeah, every time I start a new game that then mentions ZL, I'm like, what? What's the? I have what's to look at what it. What is that? I have them on my 3DS. Don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Hitman is apparently coming out this oh, week. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hitman. On March 11th. Not yeah, on Tuesday, which is odd. Uh, they didn't even get it out when that garbage movie came out, so there's not even synergy mm. in it, which I think they realized in December, like, this movie's trash, nobody wants to see it, why even try to release around it, so let's put it out next month, or next year. Yeah, uh, maybe. There were, it just seemed very cobbled together, that it's, like, weirdly episodic, but a full price game and it just feel like there was a Jim Sterling on his uh Jimquisition video had he had uh, rumors or like un unnamed sources that told him that the original version of Hitman was just to be supposed to be a PC exclusive free to play mm-hmm. type thing and that they thought they thought the console play was a concept when well, the original Hitman came out. Well, now when this for this Hitman, they planned it to be PC only or PC focused because oh. they thought consoles were dead, and the PS4 and Xbox One they were both going to fail. The PS4 is now on track to sell better than the PS3, and that like took Square Enix by surprise. And so, like but over not a year in Japan, but over it's, a, it's know, way off not, in Japan. Yeah. But, yeah, the consoles are dead in Japan. They mm-hmm. really are, but. They still they can see that Western audiences are still buying console games, yeah. and so they had to like retro. This was Jim Sterling again saying that they had to retrofit uh, Just Cause Three and uh, Hitman into being first player experiences a year like a year from launch, which is a crazy thing to do mm-hmm. in a major game like that to have to create a single player campaign yeah. in mm. a year. In retrospect, I think a lot of that talk about consoles being dead was fueled by just 
fatigue over like the the Xbox 360 was like nine years old by the yeah, time it lasted forever. I was the Xbox of it. One. What came else out. can this experience offer me when we're looking at uh-huh. nine year old hardware? Yeah, it's like we're nobody's interested in this hardware anymore. Mm-hmm. Clearly, consoles are dead. Yeah, and I was I, at the time I remember I was playing Steam. Like, look how easy it is to connect with my friends. Like, I can do all that on PS4 now too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 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 come yeah. a long way. Well, meanwhile in Japan, consoles are dead. PC isn't really much of a thing mm-hmm. either, and so it's just handhelds and mobile. That is mm-hmm. all there is on, on That's in Japan. Sad. Hey, handheld games still pretty fun, and by handheld, I also just mean 3DS because Vita's not doing so hot <laughs> there either. Unless you're unless you're a uh, you know story Aroge game or whatever. Paper Mario, which I just finished. And paper Jesus, jam, baby. Paper jam. Sorry, yes, paper jam. Not color splash. I did not, I did not get an advanced. Save copy. that for the news, Chris. So, Is that news? My yes. bad. So basically, the only platforms left in Japan are the 3DS mobile, and that mobile, arcade game where mobile. you put your finger in a person's butt. <laughs> bonga bonga. bonga well, bo- I've heard that that's actually Korean, though. Yeah, I think it is. Just uh, credit where it's due. But there's also there's also P. There are PS4 games, but a PS4 exclusive game that's not also released on the PS3. That is very rare in Japan. Uh, Same with, uh, now I think they don't even do that anymore, but they it used to be, this is on Vita and PSP. We'll only get, Americans will only get the Vita version, but yeah. just to cover our butts, we got to put out God Eater 3 on the PSP as well. And you can mm. yell and scream all you want about that as, as, as Western gamers, but it is really weird if you think of the perspective of like, if you were making something in the country you're living in, you would probably use the base of your country as an indicator mm-hmm. of what to make and mm-hmm. who your audience was. Yeah. And if that audience doesn't exist, that's why you're not getting shit. Well, you're Japanese mm-hmm. and you want to sell this to Japanese mm-hmm. people. They're outside it's your not, window. It's not even like that cynical because you want to sell to that person. Like, this is my friend. I make When I write something, I'm writing to impress Michael or make mm-hmm. Dave laugh. Like, well, I mean, it's the same deal. I'm in Japan and none of my friends are playing this fucking thing. Why would I want to make it? If you told me to make a game that could sell to Japanese people I wouldn't have the answer to that yeah. it's like I don't know like I'd probably make a lot of like um, uh, stereotypical answers yeah, and it's, it's just that I, I don't I don't have Japan solution because if you were to ask me to make a game that appeal to western audiences I might have an answer for you, you might. but if you told me that I had to do that in conjunction with the needs of Japan I'd be totally fucked and so mm-hmm. asking a Japanese developer to make money to make a game for an audience that doesn't exist around me mm-hmm. but also will sell in the west that's insane, and that's really weird, and that's why I'm scared about the new generation. Yeah. Y'all be haters, don't hate my game! <laughs> I think the I'm o- empathizing, well, if I anything. We, I think we've been seeing in the last three years that the way we get Japanese major games now is when Nintendo or Sony pays a developer yeah, to make exactly. it. Namco, First party. Namco, Capcom, uh, and uh, Platinum Games, all those types of dudes... They wouldn't... A Sega also, they're all doing first-party stuff. Square is all with, that's left, and they mm-hmm. are dragging their fucking feet mm-hmm. with Eastern-developed projects. Yeah, it takes that, like, they're not sure... They j- It seems like they're afraid to pull the trigger, you know, that they... Like, you have to make a decision and eventually ship Final Fantasy Fifteen. It has to exist. It, it can't... You can't <laughs> work Kingdom on Hearts it... Kingdom Hearts 3, which will never exist. You can't work on it publicly for ten years mm-hmm. and not release it. Like, Final Fantasy Fifteen has to come out this year... Kingdom Hearts 3 like that's an even worse thing because you have to imagine like the the red tape of, of Disney plus the red tape of Square Enix all having to agree I assure you the Disney stuff. red tape is not what's keeping them up yeah. work with them they were very quick and very yeah. cooperative it is Square period yeah you're probably positive right. Posi- I'm the <laughs> only one in the room who can say for sure and I'm positive it's Square 
And because it, it's it's it happens to every one of their other games. Yeah, yeah. Takes forever. Takes forever. I feel like I've depressed you, Michael. <laughs> Let's jump along to have never known the true fascination and satisfaction of watching a dot matrix print head <laughs> go from side to side grinding across the perforated paper. <laughs> you have taken the boring <laughs> pill. <laughs> uh, dot matrix. This week we should actually call this segment News. News. Why? Because everything's going to Back to snakes. Oh! Snakes, snakes. Sorry, I thought you meant noose. Double O. Uh, but I guess what's the biggest news might be Lionhead uh, mm. possibly being shut down. I think you're wrong. The biggest news is... Uh, yeah, so the biggest news would be Lionhead possibly shutting down and that Fable Legends is dead. That you can still... Mm. If you're in a closed beta for Fable Legends, you can still play it now. And that's it. Like, it'll never... It'll mm. do- end in April and you'll never see it you'll again. You'll be one of the only human beings to have ever played it. It is very weird. Like, I don't think this is a part of the news list, but like... Fable Legends is a game that, like, a lot of it is done. Mm -hmm. Like, people can play it in a certain form right now. Mm -hmm. Um, What what was the game that Seth Killian's uh, company was making? Rising Thunder. Thunder. Rising Thunder. Mm -hmm. His company was acquired by Riot, but that game is, like, going to be done. done. Like, yeah, so allegedly permanently permanently closed, according to PC which is like in it's so weird that it like that these games just can't exist in some other format after like. The yeah, game is so, a f- like. Do they feel it wasn't good enough, and that would hurt the brand of yeah. Fable to release it? Which like, who fucking like that brand's nothing. Like know, that brand not, is meaningless. Yeah. I have I have a terrible answer for you, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and it sucks having worked on the publisher side. Uh, QA and certification. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, getting getting everything QA'd and everything certified by first party publishing is a, uh, a six fi- at least a six figure endeavor on one of those fronts, mm-hmm. possibly yeah. more on the other front. That is a giant investment for something. If you do not think you're going to make your money back, yeah. you cut your losses. At, yeah, I can at see that, that point. And that, that Microsoft said like the game is definitely canceled. We're thinking about shutting down Lionhead. That yeah. means they're shutting down Lionhead. Yeah. Uh, well, I will tell you, uh, I read this in the Polygon News, and this is very true from my experiences working for a British publisher or British company. So in America, there are no laws protecting employees is, are shit. This is a, gar- this is a garbage com- country run by greedy capul- capitalists. In the UK, oh, meanwhile... Greedy Capulets. Capulets. The, uh, I'm on the Montague side. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Uh, but in England, they have some more nice-to-employee deals. And one of those things is, like in America, if you want to do mass layoffs, you snap your finger, say mass layoffs, boom. In, U- in the UK, you cannot do that. You can't do mass layoffs. You have to interview people. You have to prove that their job is redundant. They're called redundancies. That is redundancies. They don't have layoffs or pink slips. It's redundancies, which I learned about from the office, uh, office the UK mm-hmm. office. Which but, I bought on DVD and came with a glossary <laughs> in the DVD. Uh, and yeah, so I think they're now in the middle of, of laying off everybody. The, mm-hmm. the place is functionally closed, but they have to go through all of the rigmarole of a British layoff. Yeah, to it, do it, it is hard. and could be like yeah. a... a, a it, it can take At least a year. A year. Yeah. And then the guys just get to... Like, how to, I mean, on one end, you get paid for a job you don't even have to work that hard at while looking for another job. But on the other end, like, how can you even be... 
How can you be even slightly invested in it? You're just like, I'm I'm interviewing to prove I should have the job at a thing they don't want to exist anymore. Why am I what what's the point of my life? You know, like, it's like that uh, that one John Oliver clip where there's the two guys running the uh, that meeting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody's there, yeah. and yet they go through all the motions. <laughs> We're liberals in San Francisco, so we watch every John Oliver. It's, it's, uh, it's your comedy vegetables. I just watch the show when it's on. I do what? not do that. Don't have HBO. Oh. It just. So yeah. you watch something when it's on? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? No, we DVR is... it and then watch it. We don't just devour the clips as they go on. Uh, okay. Uh, also in the news it, was Gears yeah. of War 4 in Microsoft first-party well, uh, news. Okay. I wanted to, speaking of uh, partnerships being dissolved oh, and yeah, things okay. being shut down, uh, the uh, weird saga of the Coleco Chameleon really came That's to pretty crazy. A yet another close this week. It is not the first close, but... Uh, I, I don't know the new information. So, all right, you, you may be aware, the people who publish uh, Retro Game Magazine yeah. uh, decided like to a year or two ago... Console. To kickstart a console. Yeah, that it was using... like They bought the, the molds for the original Atari Jaguar... Mm-hmm. And it's cartridges, and they're like, we're going to create a closed system that does. It's not. A, it's not an emulator. It yep. does uh, retro style games OG that are guts, new. No internet connection. No updates. Yeah, they they all have to be uh, flawless when they ship. They cannot be updated, and uh, like just had a bunch of naysayers for a while. The Kickstarter did not go through. It nope. failed. So oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, it, oh, it yeah. failed, and then uh, it came back again. They partnered with Coleco, Col- Connecticut Leather Company, mm-hmm. which <laughs> still exists as a brand, thanks to I looked this up. A company rising? in Chicago like oh, rescued it in two thousand six. Yeah, but just like owns the name. They have no investment, yeah. and it is a video game or electronics company. Yeah. But they licensed it mm-hmm. to the. So, so yeah, they they were pulling out. Last I read, yeah, they part- well, we're getting to that. Sorry, I don't I don't know where we are. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm setting it up. I'm explaining the story. I think we should argue more. So they <laughs> <laughs> they partnered with Coleco. It became the Coleco Chameleon. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to I, I forget which trade show it was, but pretty recently they had a, a prototype set up, and uh, people took a bunch of photos of it. And then I think on Atari Age, mm-hmm. people started taking a very close look and saying, "Wait a second, the ports coming out of the back of this thing correspond exactly." With the ports of us, uh, an SNES Junior, like yeah. the, the second rev of the yeah. Super Nintendo, yeah. and uh, the cartridge slot also looks identical to it. Uh, we think this is just a Super Nintendo that you stuck inside a Jaguar shell, and they're like, "No, no, no, we we this is legit." And so they published a shot of like, "Here's here's a transparent a prototype in a transparent shell," <laughs> and then people looked at that and it's like, "This is an old PC capture card." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, and uh, then Coleco announced yesterday that it's like we're uh, we're going to investigate this because we if if they we don't, don't want our name associated yeah with if this they don't brand. have a product uh, we can't be associated with them anymore and so they did an audit and then today uh, the day of this recording they announced yeah we're we're pulling out. Mm-hmm. And that also, uh, like, the managing editor of Retro Magazine resigned around the same yes. time. Wow. Which, yeah. yeah, that's so sad. And, like, because yeah. I, I was reading all that up to that 
point, I didn't hear about Coleco officially rec- uh, withdrawing their trademark. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, more damaging to their brand is anybody playing a Coleco game. That is <laughs> that shit is horrible. Well, I I I feel bad for the obviously they were making a bad product, yeah. clearly. But I but their it's I also pity the creator. I, their heart was in the right place, and I don't think they had the engineering know how to get yeah. it where it needed mm-hmm. to be. I appreciate so, but their ambition, but that's yeah. the, that's that's the the shitty. I I'm sitting currently as the uh, what would you call that beneficiary and victim of crowdfunding like 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 coming through with what you like if you were pitching this to a normal company and didn't have a prototype ready you'd be totally cool but you were public facing mm-hmm. like you needed to be able to show something mm-hmm. and like I I now know a little more about crowdfunding I can't believe you'd come forward and not not to bash the guys but really how hard was it to get an old I feel like I could, I have like six contacts. Like, help me make an old a, like, like a new chip. Stuff a Raspberry Pi in there. Or yeah, something. yeah. Like, Jesus. Well, I know what they're talking about though. They want they want pure old fashioned goods. They don't mm-hmm. want they don't want any kind of emulation. Like, it has to run off the hardware itself. That's that can be tough, but like it's not insurmountable technology. I just think the people running the Kickstarter. Their heart was in the right place, but they didn't have the engineering know how. Yeah, and they couldn't and- acquire it in the time it. The time it and needed it's to very crowdfund embarrassing it, and like, that but that's the, like, the thing yeah. about crowdfunding. Like, if you would have just kept this behind closed doors and pitched this to people, you could have brought SNES Junior guts to all the people you wanted and gotten the money and made this happen. But you had to speak to the public, and the idea that you lie to the public this many times—that's what hurt them so much, and that's going to hurt them forever. Mm. And that yeah. sucks. I think it's a noble idea. It's a cool idea. It sounds to me sort. Of, I was like, what's a equivalent I could pitch to my parents? A silent movie TV channel. That's what this is. I like, am I am like picturing Adam McKay clutching his Oscar, reading the story, and being like, "I found my next movie." No, no, I hope not. <laughs> but I, I, Brad Pitt at like a Comic Con, like reading, reading, reading the news stories, reading the news stories, and then reading the comments. It's like so many of the comments were like, "Oh man, I love my Coleco Vision. I would have loved to see this comeback." It's like you didn't even read the fucking story. Yeah, you don't fucking internet. Yeah, they, they saw they, they had half a headline. If they got the money, they could hire the engineers needed to manufacture these chips, and they yeah. absolutely could have. It's not a pricey endeavor, and I. But yeah, to man. not be able to not have a prototype, I don't know what your contracts yeah. were with Coleco. I can't imagine Coleco has a legal team. Yeah, it just I just literally. <laughs> I think they're probably just a legal team. I, I don't know, holding probably company. like just, I just like I'm in my head. I just imagine two old balding white guys. <laughs> Sitting on co- sitting on a thing that says copyright. Yeah. That's that's what I imagine Coleco looking like. Uh, so yeah, uh, Swatting R- flies as they come, come close. R.I.P. Chameleon, you join the other uh, groups yeah. of Phantom consoles. Like the Phantom. <laughs> like the Phantom. Like yeah. the Phantom, Phantom. itself. Uh, hey, they it, came it, out it with might... a slanted keyboard at least. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. They, the Phantom lap board. Yeah. But uh, it, might, it might come back again. Who knows if he can, he can he get funding and produce an actual prototype does. this time. It just won't be called a Coleco. No. I but it, I, that they're Best open to that is... retro is, magazine. Because I don't know shit about Coleco. I, I love... I just... One of the first jokes that Michael made me laugh with on Talk Radar was calling Coleco in, in 3P resolution. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> three <laughs> pixels of resolution. Uh, like... I don't know. I have no affection for the Coleco with that logo and the name Chameleon. That seems like a very yeah. 80s thing to call something. Maybe now, like, Microsoft will see, hey, we'll just buy the. Can we buy this? If people are interested in the name Coleco. We'll just slap it on something. Like, who cares? Well, I, hope, I hope somebody does. And, like, I just watched that weird Rewind This documentary about VHS, and, like, mm. we're clearly sitting right in the middle of a, a vinyl renaissance. Like, I, I, I like the idea that these subcultures can make these 
literal mediums like relevant again and worthwhile. That's really neat. Yeah. And then even AV Club had like an article about the rise of like tapes. Like, I could yeah. give you a card with a URL to download my album, but I give you a fucking tape. You're gonna <laughs> think more about throwing it out than you would a business card. That's true. And That's true. Yeah, but and people still have tape decks in their cars. Yeah. So the, There's got to be some people do. Somebody in San Francisco who I imagine has the curliest mustache possible is developing a ColecoVision only game mm-hmm. right now. Uh, has to like the amount of people in this, this city has really to be need happening. to make a sequel to Squishem Sam. I think technology is at a place if you're if you're uh, developing a ColecoVision game. Quest for Tires Three. You're better off releasing it straight to hologram mm-hmm. because <laughs> that, that tech, the technology is there. It can do six things. <laughs> Depends on where you hold it in the light. Uh, well, speaking right, so... of sequels, there was also the sequel to Gears of War. Gears of War 4 announced it was the Game Informer cover story this week. He plays Marcus Phoenix's son, Ooh. so it's a little farther off in Tyler the future. Phoenix. Tyler Phoenix. Is it called the Resonator Saga? <laughs> no, it's simply oh. Gears 4 on there, but it... I just, uh, I looked at it, I was like, eh, am I past Gears now? Are we past Gears? Like, I had little... Are we a post-Gears society? I had little to no interest in the in the remake. Like, I wasn't going to play it. I'll I tell you what, to... like, I, I made me pine for Gears, playing yeah. The Division. Mm. And, and The Division, like, not that it's 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 neat, it's, it's incredibly well done, but it's like, it makes me go talk from person to person, and I just was remembering, like... Gears just played its cutscenes. Yeah, like it didn't make me go talk to people. Like it just it just played them, and then it was just all game, yeah. all game. Yeah, I and liked how direct it was, and that's why my favorite. Uh, I actually really liked Judgment. Judgment was a good one because it was it wasn't really the epic team making it either. It was the people uh, can fly. Yeah, people can fly. But this one, it was like more arcadey, and it was more just like. Uh, okay, it's crazy. Kaboom, kaboom, blambo. Just it was it was over the top even more so that that at the end of the game you actually play like a a thing that's in the Gears Three engine, not the Judgment engine, and it does feel like a big step back oh, really? to play as Baird in that. Yeah, you realize how much they tweaked and, and changed up in Judgment. So I hope that they keep more of the off the wall stuff instead mm-hmm. of like if they're going to gritty it up again. And this is also interesting because it is. It is and it isn't the old Gears team. It's not Epic making it. It's a new mm-hmm. thing. Tusk or... Tusk, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's the guy who was the guy, Rob Vetterman or mm-hmm. Rob F., I'll say. But he was... he was Cliff Blazinski, he's called him, yeah, yeah. the guy who really got it done. He went to who, go to Microsoft to oversee the Gears series yeah. in general. And After I, he first worked on Bioshock Infinite and he was seen as the guy who fucking shipped that game oh, and finished, yeah, okay, yeah. finished okay. Ken Levine's game that he couldn't finish. Yeah. And so that gives me faith in it. Yeah. Like, he's the guy you would hire to overwatch a new Gears series. It, it bumps me out to think about it just because, like... I, does Gears have a place in this world? I'll think to myself, and then like, yeah, probably if they don't sit on it that long. Because I thought the same thing about Halo and played yeah. Halo Five, and like, oh yeah, this yeah. is fine. This is fine. Like yeah. I would, you, but you can't. How long has it been since Judgment? Uh, Judgment was a while. I think it was like four almost, years yeah. ago, almost yeah. five years ago. Like I don't think Gears the, Three was twenty eleven. Yeah, I don't so think it's this, like you're, you're going to try and pull like that that last gen we were all pressed that like new Dead to Rights game like a little too late. <laughs> like it, like uh, no reboot is going to help this franchise. Yeah, and, I think that's why they had as a stopgap the mm-hmm. the remake last year just yeah. to be like, oh, remember Gears here it is. Here is yeah, game. I mean like it's kind of a a weird kind of parallel thing with like Fable mm-hmm. with Fable well, Legends getting canceled. Fan. I know I don't I don't give a crap <laughs> about Fable, but 
they kind of like they had well fable 3 was like 2010 or something then they made the fable connect game then they worked on a fable game that was not a fable sequel it's the same thing where you kind of like lose that like just that market share where gears 3 was 2011 then you come up with this gears prequel like that's not going to get every gears fan back and then gears remade that's not going to get every gears fan back that you're finally making gears 4 it's like a lot of people have just forgotten about this. Yeah. And, and who knows who so will word, come back for it. The word it's I a, use, it might be corporate as shit. Yeah. I've been referring to as mindshare. Yeah. So, like, when someone's like, oh, yeah, I remember that series. You took too long. Yeah. <laughs> you, took, you took way too long. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember that? Like, there should be some representative thing of this every yeah. two or three years. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's, it's happening with, with PlayStation as well, that, like, mm-hmm. Uncharted 3 was 2012 or... Was it 2012? Yeah. But like, it's the same thing where it's like, oh, we got a remake of the entire series, but that's Oh, no, it was 2011. Yeah, like, that we're only getting a sequel now is kind of weird. Yeah, I remember it being the same month as, like, it was 11-1-11, and then uh, 10 days later was Mm 11-11-11 for Skyrim. Uh, Same same time. But yeah, that... So that's been five years since Uncharted. That that is a long time when you mention it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, hey, the EA covers Curse Struck again Uh. with... uh, for Connor the first sh- time with UFC. Yeah, second time because Ronda Rousey lost, and now oh, no, Connor Sheridan. The same lost. cover. Second like, time, the same, same cover. They have yeah. two people on the cover: Ronda Rousey and Connor Sheridan. <laughs> they both people who lost fight. miserably. Yeah. Well, Connor didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean. Yeah. I'm not critiquing their fighting not, style. Uh, like, like nobody saw that coming. They're going to yeah. beat you up, Chris, for critiquing <laughs> them like that. No. Well, Connor, yeah, like uh, Connor McGregor. Yeah, we discussed this on bonus time a little this bit. This made but me I, like watching this clip. Made me want to watch yeah. more UFC because it wasn't the Ronda Rousey 11 second fight this is like yeah. dude this guy bloody this guy up and got real cocky yeah. and then got a sh- his shit yeah. pushed in but, but Conor McGregor he took a fight uh, <laughs> on very phrase. short notice <laughs> but, it makes me yeah. say it. <laughs> but Conor McGregor he took a shite uh, shite yeah because he's Irish but he took a fight on very took short took a shite up the arse <laughs> he took a fight on very short notice against a guy who like outweighs him by a decent amount so it's kind of not surprising that this guy would beat him up. Like taking a fight against a guy who's like 10, 15 about ten, fifteen pounds is like heavier than you. It's it's not easy. Um, so like he's just like he is. I think the like he's the UFC's kind of best fighter. He's the one who takes risks. Whereas a lot of UFC fighters will just be like. Oh, my opponent's not going to fight me next week? Well, then I don't want to fight anybody because I was yeah. training for this guy, and well, now you put you another guy in front of me. I mean, it's your career, and, like, one wrong fight can ruin you. And, yeah. that, I mean, Tito Ortiz got away with that stuff a lot of saying, yeah. nah, I'm not taking that. Like, yeah. and the, the, I mean, that's what made Floyd, Floyd Mayweather got to retire yeah. undefeated because he was very protective of yeah. who he fought to, to an ex, insane extreme. There was this hilarious um, open letter to Floyd Mayweather from uh, Oscar De La Hoya mm. Uh, just calling him a wuss, like, oh, glad you, glad you got to retire undefeated. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I fought all the best. You didn't fight any of the best. You waited for them to be just good enough that you knew you could beat them. You wuss, like. Yeah. <laughs> There's rarely two, yeah. two sports people it, on the cover of an EA game, and you know there was so many high fives like yeah. three months ago. Oh, we got yeah. Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor. It's going to be the best. We're appealing to everybody. Oh, you have two losers. Yeah. Well, people are saying that Dana White was like in on Suicide Watch during that <laughs> night because he's like, well, yeah, the, on the Suicide woman, Watch. I'm a millionaire again. The, yeah. the woman who beat Ronda Rousey then lost, so it makes Ronda look double bad. Yeah. And then Conor loses, who had been undefeated to that point, I believe. And this was also right after Anderson Silva 
lost a match as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, and we got to quickly go through the Nintendo Direct highlights. So Ooh, well, I have to uh, there was nothing really big there, but uh, that I was very excited that the Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem game has a summer release date. It has a release and date. has and has a name: Tokyo Mirage uh, Sessions. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's quite sessions. a title. Duodecim 2.0 yeah. Quattro. Uh, there's also Horse Racing Solitaire game for Poka, <laughs> for the Pokemon creator. That's like two of my least favorite things. <laughs> yeah, but but so was so was a free to play uh, batting cage simulator. And Rusty Sluggers was amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't Rusty's. like that at all. Yeah, I thought it was what? amazing. You I suck, thought it was man. Great. If you don't like that, uh, Monster Hunter Generations got confirmed for America. Formerly Monster Beautiful. Hunter Cross. Kind of a wonderful little uh, best of of Monster Hunter with a bunch of new shit. Uh, they finally announced that uh, Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix is coming to America, which I have been playing for a year on my Japanese system. Like, mm. now it's finally coming here. How much localization does that need, really? That's just... Uh, the there's also Paper Mario Color Splash, which is a Wii U... Sorry, I shouldn't have turned to Dave to sneeze. Uh, anyway, it's a Wii U... Uh, a Paper Mario game. It's the first console Paper Mario game in a decade. And, and yeah, if you're not counting uh, Super Paper Mario, which you okay, should not <laughs> in six years. That's but it's not. That's not a Paper Mario game. It's not. And they revealed some updates for uh, Super Mario Maker and mm-hmm. Splatoon, and they said that finally the technology is there to put <laughs> Super NES games on a 3DS. I was. Ooh, I was. It wasn't there already, dude. They I was, said it needed to be the new system. They needed the new 3DS I, to have the power to put. I was Super blown. NES games I went through the there. eShop, and it's like Super Mario World, and has a giant new. 3DS logo, as in, like, is this? If you have a regular 3DS, you can't download the can't two megabyte Super, Super Mario, Mario World on your there. 3DS. It's true. You can't. You cannot play F Zero, Pilot Wings, or Super Mario World on an old 3DS. And it can't recognize. Unlike they did with the Wii to Wii U, it doesn't recognize that you owned it before. They give you yeah. a discount. You it's pay just like eight dollars again. And eight dollars again. Lucky motherfuckers! If it was any other game other than Super Mario World. I might set you on fire, but I can't. I, I'm helpless. Super Mario yeah. World has to be the only 1991 video game that's still worth $8. Like, yeah. yeah. How many times have you bought it? That's well, I, the real I'm question. not buying it this time. Wow. I have bought it five. Well, okay. The original time, Super Mario All-Stars on Super NES. Uh, the Game Boy Advance one, Wii... Wii Which U. is also in the eShop. Mario All-Stars on Wii. Do you include that? Oh, Mario All-Stars on Wii. <laughs> I did buy that too six times. Not going to buy the seventh, one. though. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Mario All-Stars on Wii didn't include It didn't. Mario oh, it World. didn't. All right, so five. Jesus five. Christ, it's like I'm not even but here. But wait, did you buy the cartridge on uh, the Super Nintendo All-Stars and Mario World cartridge combination? Jesus. No, I didn't. Because they did do that. But, anyway. Um, Jesus, well, my, my point is I no longer have a commute to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't need it yeah. on my 3DS right now, drastically. Just play mm-hmm. games in bed while, after your partner goes to sleep. Just... Put, Thank get, you for you, making you it non-gender can't, specific. You can't, because click, 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 click. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, paper, paper <laughs> Mario, a paper jam in particular, like, brrr, like you cannot play that in bed with another person. There's too many well, active get time things. Get her sleep mask and uh, yeah. earphones. Yeah, and, uh, I should just drug her every time I want to play a 3DS game. <laughs> hey, what is this, I, that episode of Seinfeld? That's a bridge too far. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he feeds her the wine and yeah. turkey to <laughs> then play with her toys. Um, Whenever you want to play a 3DS game or uh, go out and adventure as the Blue Morpho. I do believe, like, the, the reasoning that, like, old 3DSs can play Super Nintendo games because when they did that um, 
ambassador program yeah. with they didn't uh, have them either. Yeah, with the like the well, yeah the GPA. The GPA I just games, remind you, the ambassador program was an apology. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying like those games, they don't function like properly. They're not perfect. You have no. to like the game. You basically turn your 3ds into a Game Boy. It stops like. Street passing, mm-hmm. it like it has to like basically but turn to different I have systems. Those no, no, I man, looked it's... into it. It is a real problem with yeah. the guts of the three DS. For some reason, yeah. cannot play a Super Nintendo ROM. That it's is pretty weird. fucking insane. Yeah, though, man, I'm glad someone I... didn't foresee that with but, a virtual yeah. console on day one. This is yeah. impossible mm-hmm. to emulate our 25 year old hardware. Yeah. <laughs> those ambassador games make me feel very special. It said a, a Raspberry yeah. Pi sitting inside an Xbox <laughs> no, Xbox One controller, 600 feet underwater, mm. can do the exact same how, thing. How old is the Super Famicom? It's like 89, 90. No, it's 90, 90. It's 90. Okay. 90 so 26 year old hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this will all be forgiven the moment they put SimCity on SNES on the 3DS because I've wanted that for so damn long. You can play so many different SimCity. I want to play the original SNES SimCity on my 3DS. It's not you even the original SimCity. Yes, I want city. the Super Weeaboo. I want I want Mr. Wright to tell me about my city and how it's doing. Uh, and lastly, No Man's Sky coming out June uh, June 21st in America. And it does have the controversial $60 price tag. Ooh. which uh, But there's also a collector's edition that has like your cool rip-off X-Wing fighter. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, from I Am 8-Bit, and it's 180 bucks because oh my God. you can't sell anything right now as a video game if you don't have one version that costs $150 at least. And that's just the reality of retail. Yeah, I, I remember when it was like, I was like, yeah, I want to buy that version all the time. <laughs> but it really just with Assassin's Creed and Elder Scrolls. I don't know if this comes from the fact that, like, Hello Games had previously made those Joe Danger games, and they were all, you they know, like Xbox- $5 are free. Yeah, well... Uh, they were like Xbox Live Arcade PSN releases, yeah. so like the ten to fifteen dollar range. And then, like now, they they they, they said their next game was going to be much bigger. Every time they've shown it at like like PlayStation press conferences, it's looked big. But I think people were not ready for a this developer to make a big well, sixty dollar yeah, game. I think I think a there's the. We haven't seen a lot of the gameplay. True, like yeah. we've seen some of it, but we don't. Like I still don't really have a sense of what the game is, other than exploration. Infinite and, exploration. And B, yeah. yeah, that got brought up a lot when people were complaining about the sixty dollars price tag. Like I shouldn't have to pay for a small team. Like th- this much. This is an indie yeah. game. Indie you game should be twenty dollars. It's like, well, really, it's like it's years of their lives. They can charge whatever the fuck they want for yeah. it. That's capitalism, people. And people should charge what yeah. they think it should. It, it's it's worth like the weird inflation of or deflation of prices of just feeling like like this came up with a witness just a bit ago of just like this is an independent game by one dude it should be 20 bucks i wish yeah well here here's the thing that 20 dollar price point is not something you're owed it's not an industry standard it Mm -hmm. is them because they know they don't have a reputation they don't have a triple a marketing budget so like if i price this cheap more people will buy it. Mm-hmm. But in the case of Jonathan Blow and No Man's Sky, there mm-hmm. are huge marketing campaigns behind these games. So they're like, if we put, the, if we start this at a $60 price point, people will buy and it. And now you're looking at Japan again, who would say, <laughs> we will spend years designing a Final Fantasy game and you'll pay $90 for it on yeah. a cartridge. Well, that's that's the crazy thing, though. In Japan, like as f- when I went to... I don't know, this was 10 years mm-hmm. ago now. When I went to the Tokyo Game Show... 
they were like putting out games like there's no standard $60 anything no, there. It's like, yeah, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball 2, $95. <laughs> they charge you what they feel it's worth. Yeah, it yeah. Is about, well, they like, also adjust it with like the audience is this big. Like we're not yeah. going to kid ourselves. And it's just an accepted thing. Like uh, it, pricing things in general in Japan is just mm-hmm. like it's they have totally different expectations from America. And I. You can see it as a cultural difference. I see it as, and the cultural difference in America is, I want the cheapest thing, the cheapest. I don't care who made it or for what reason. The least fa- thing. My favorite thing is that Louis C.K. joke about him reading about a Blu-ray player. And I'm reading Amazon reviews, and it all of a sudden occurred to me, like, I don't deserve the best Blu-ray player. Like, I don't care. Like, who, like, who the fuck cares? Like, like, why am I bothering myself with this? I could have spent $5 and never thought about it again. And, uh, but but my, the best thing about No Man's Sky uh, is because uh, if you... Uh, if Americans with an Amazon Prime account. The special edition, and I fucking hate special editions, but this one comes with a little tiny ship. A version of the ship, I think, made by IMA. Yeah, we mentioned that yeah. while you were out of the Sorry. room. It's like 180 bucks. No, but the Am- the Amazon one 180, is 180, 150. Well, whatever. The Amazon it is. one is it, well, it's already discounted, and then you get the Prime 20 percent uh, off, and it like brings it down to like this close to the fucking regular retail wow. version. Uh, so like, I I think I'm just gonna buy that one because No Man's Sky is fucking exciting. Yeah. Why throw shade at No mm-hmm. Man's Sky? Like, what a fucking yeah. cool game. I'm just glad it'll be out. Around E3, so it won't be at E3 again and win another E3 award. And if you saw me tweet that, the gold star for you. Oh, and I, I did read like about like, here's what No Man's Sky is, and they never told you that yeah. it's a survival game. Mm. I, I didn't That's know a, that. Oh, okay. And someone yeah. explained like yeah. this, this is what it is. Yeah, I was have, just saying I haven't seen enough of it to know yeah, what you it have, is. You have no resources, and you go from planet to planet to try and get things that you need in order to survive. And like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like this is how this because because when you say like they made it sound like spore. Yeah. When they talked about like infinite yeah. worlds and colonization, well, it's all and procedurally blah, 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 blah. generated. Like they've never seen yeah. half this. There was a news story the other week actually about one of the creators. Like he said, I was on this world and I got this beacon to, at this point in the deep sea on this world, and so like I dived down there and like got so deep that like the sun was blotted out. It was just pitch black. I couldn't see anything, and finally my suit gave out before I could get to the beacon. Before I could get deep enough to get to the beacon, and I was expecting to see like some sort of new life form, but I didn't get that far, and then the <laughs> beacon disappeared, and I can't go back there. Wow! wow. So, see, I, that's the kind of stories yeah. they hope to build share with submarines. <laughs> it just sounds like the place where games should be going. And, yeah. Like I couldn't be more excited about No Man's Sky. Leave it alone. Don't buy it. Yeah. Hey, if you can't, it's sixty dollars. You don't. You don't deserve it. I mean, I feel it'll be discounted in a year or two or yeah, you a few months. Who knows? After all the rest of us. I feel like with both The Witness and, like, No Man's Sky, people were shocked at the price initially. But for one thing, I don't think Sony would just be like, okay, charge what you want. Like, this is a game that is big that they've put at press conferences they that I think... a giant would, percentage of. Yeah, they would, so. they would be like, make sure your game is, like... like they would definitely it, be it involved the, in the yeah. pricing. Yeah. I mean, that takes me back to... Uh, the developers of Everybody's Gone to Rapture, yeah. they, in the nicest way possible, said that Sony was uh, had a very tough love, or they were not the easiest to work with, yeah, well, they characterized. The so example I, you can yeah. look to is, is Until Dawn, mm-hmm. whereas like any armchair fucking games executive mm-hmm. could say, this is, this is not a $60 game, and they, mm-hmm. that's what they charge for it. Yeah. But you, if, hey, you knew what it was, Henry, and you were yeah. like, I don't care, I'll pay whatever the fuck this game wants, because yeah. I really want to play this kind of game. And, a lot of and fun I, 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 when yeah. I played it, I'm like, this is great, I, I'll pay $60 for it again. Yeah. 
But also, like, I know people who have played... Like, a lot of people who have played The Witness are just obsessed about it. And yeah, have I've seen that, put too. put dozens of hours into it. So it's like, for those people, the $40 that that game cost at launch is, like, worth it. Hmm. And I, there, there was probably, probably... Some people will see No Man's Sky at launch and think, like, this is not worth 60 bucks. Like, this is a small team's work was, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But other people will be and like, this is the that's best That's your right as a consumer yeah, to I'm decide... It's not your right as a consumer to decide what you should pay for it, but it yeah. is your right to say, this is not worth $60 to me, I'm not going to buy yeah. it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to wait till it's $20 yeah. or whatever you think it is yeah. worth. It's like, That's fine, do that. We're all people who know about yeah. games, right? So yes. the idea that like there's one price point. So a re-release of the Deadpool game can cost exactly as much mm-hmm. as Final Fantasy XV, a game we know took 10 years to develop, <laughs> yeah. and hundreds of people. So you all know that. Maybe one is worth more than the other. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. 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 Maybe one needs more money maybe to recoup Maybe the Deadpool its game didn't make its, yeah, make its <laughs> money back the first time. No, but, it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, a re-release is the same price of, is going to be the same price, price as Final Fantasy XV, a game we know <laughs> took ten years to develop. Yeah. Ten years of lost money. And we're just be like, yeah, that seems right. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up, consumers. <laughs> like, it's, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the idea of, uh, Charging more, for, like, charging more for a niche game allows more niche games to come come into focus and be mm-hmm. weird. And Otherwise, guess, we're all military shooters. So I mean, is the way ca- mm-hmm. the way capitalism works is it will support what it can't support. If the market mm-hmm. doesn't want it, then we'll see what the what they respond to this yeah. price with. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. But the, the important thing to remember, and one thing that was drilled into us when we were at Future, is you can never go up in price. Yep. After you debut something, uh, you can you can go down if that if it doesn't sell at that price. But you can never say like, oh, this product is ninety nine cents uh, and it's doing well. Let's charge yeah. two ninety nine for it. You can't do that because that's fucking people over. Mm-hmm. The quality but, is still there. Also, you got a thing here. There's a thief movie. Yeah, uh, they just like there's new producers on to make a thief movie that it's still still an active thing that's paying people to probably still make a film that won't exist. Uh, and also though that the uh, Assassin's Creed film is so far along, they've already announced plans for a sequel. So, mm. yep, that's what you get when you, get, you hire the fast bender. Yeah. <laughs> He's bending it fast on the, on the sets there. It's also, the name of his dick coming out in twenty in, in December, December twenty first, I think. Is really? it really that yeah, close? It's really yeah, fast, yeah. boy. No, it's not. It's no, been it's development been, for like yeah. four it's years. Been development for a while, but it didn't sound like they started filming until recently. I just don't think you've no, seen they, much. They, of what they, they wrapped filmed. filming recently. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm out of the loop then, baby. Uh, well, you should look at ubiblog.com for all Assassin's Creed movie-related news. Okay, that, I will. That plug <laughs> deserves an award. <laughs> it really does. It was worked in so appropriately. Thank you. It, uh, well, let's move on to the community segment. Uh, it is segmenting the community, as always. Uh, last week's question of the week was, what's a game that you loved at launch but never played the DLC for? Uh, first responder in the forums was Curious Quail, so they get read first. Uh, he said, this is an easy one, Sleeping Dogs. I loved the shit out of that game. It's a great game, by the way. But never even touched the DLC. I've heard awesome things about it. I just love the experience and never got around to adding it. I've only played mm. the Halloween DLC for that, and it's uh, like, yeah. well, that was pretty okay. I love hearing the talk of Sleeping Dogs about how great it is. 
Like, no one yeah. gave a shit at the time. I, I liked we called it Sleepy I did. around <laughs> the office when it came right, out. But it's so but underrated and so good. You are the good. person who likes that type of game. Yeah, that's like, true. But that is, I think that's one of the best examples of that type of game. Anyway, go ahead, Henry. JJB Sterling says, I spent hours and hours in ancient Italy 100%ing Assassin's Creed 2. Yes. But I never had any interest in either of its DLC add-ons. I don't even know if Battle of Forley or Bonfire of the Vanities were any good. I never really heard anybody talk about them. I thought, I thought they were good. Uh, they Those were, were cut memories, right? It, yeah, it was, Not a, it cut was memories. A, well, it was, I wouldn't say cut memories, but it was a an interesting way to approach DLC. And it's like these these are chapters in the main storyline that are kind of side stories. Mm-hmm. The conceit of the game is like, oh, these are DNA memories, and there yeah. are different sequences. And then there's a jump between a couple sequences, and these fill in that jump. Yeah, I didn't play those either, and I loved AC2. Like, that's... Uh, well, actually, yeah. I'd say Brotherhood is my favorite, honestly. Like, it's, it's story's not as good as 2, but... Uh, God, Rome. <laughs> Roma. Ora Roma. Yeah, that, it's, it's like... It, in terms of pure gameplay, I still yeah. like Brotherhood a yeah. lot. Fuck the story. Like the game. Uh, and their first foreign post ever! Mike's IAI injury. Am I saying that right? I have no idea what that's in reference I-A-I. to. I-A-I. It's in reference to an eye injury, but IAI injury. Mm. As much as I loved Red Dead Redemption, I never touched Undead Nightmare. Here's hoping for some X-Bone backwards compatibility with that soon. The online multiplayer in the game wasn't uh, really the best either, so I uh, never noticed any DLC for that. Me too, I understand. And no backwards compatibility, I guarantee, HD re-release coming soon. Oh wait, is that in reference to uh, the Camp Deadly story? Did you injure your eye there? I, I injured, like, right underneath my eye. Ah, but... No, that was my impression of your yeah, father. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> nice. okay. Who I envisioned as Bumblebee Man because he's from Mexico. <laughs> no! Uh, my, my, my bad. He's a fancy Spanish man. Yes. Anything below European Mexico. Spanish. Uh, Kelshaw said, I never played Minerva's Den for Bioshock 2. I got to the franchise super late. I actually played two before one and only wow. finished one the day before Infinite came out. Wow. I still plan on going back to it. Maybe a PS4 remaster would finally give me that final push to jump back into Rapture. I bet if there is a PS4 re-release, they would not include Bioshock 2 because that's not from... Uh, mm. It's not from Levine's it, Irrational. Yeah. Uh, and yet, voice. I think it's it's a very underrated entry if you take out the multiplayer. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, no, I it's made, fantastic. I, love I made it. the mistake of inter- interviewing Ken Levine and asking him what he thought about that game. He's like, it's all right. We didn't really work on it. I'm like, how are uh, you able to really to, push him? That's how are you able to interview him with his head so far up his ass? Whoa! <laughs> well, that's that's better than the the horrible interview story I like to tell, where I was asking somebody about uh, like the Coded mm. Arms sequel on PSP, and they're they'd like. Oh, no, no, that's being developed by an American team. Uh, this is the guy who's doing the PS3 game that never came out, so Uh-oh. who cares? Yeah. Rod the Master says, I enjoyed Dante's Inferno so much that I replayed it over and over again, including the extremely tedious challenge mode, until I unlocked 100% achievements. But when the DLC was released, I was both utterly burned out on the game and resentful that the DLC added more achievements, thus <laughs> taking away my 100%. I think I might be the only person still looking forward to the sequel, a bastardized adaptation of Purgatorio. 
so glad you got to pronounce that. Uh, Slow Octopus says, Purgatorio. I jumped into Dark Souls 2 on day one on PS3, and the amount of bloodstains and messages during the first week was insane. I created several different character builds, watched tons of uh, lore videos and Let's Plays on YouTube, listened to the soundtrack probably every day, and put in 200 hours of game time. For the, the DLC for the first game is so good that it's kind of a must-buy. So when three Dark Souls 2 DLC packs were announced, I was very excited. One day, my stepson went, my stepson went to install Destiny, and uh, there wasn't enough space on the hard drive. The PS3 kindly offered to automatically delete some stuff to make room. Instead of deleting all the old demos I'd replayed, it decided that my game data was the first on the list. Seven years of saves was wiped in an afternoon. My stepson felt terrible, but I reassured him that it wasn't his fault. We got through it, but I just haven't been able to put that time into Dark Souls 2 again. Man. That's a tragedy. Yeah, it's not I mean, even your kid, dude. You could kill that thing. I made about, like... But like 15 hours into Dark Souls 2 and then uh, I'm like I'm gonna upgrade my computer and had to swap out a motherboard and a bunch of other stuff and I didn't realize like oh when you swap out your motherboard you have to reinstall Windows when you reinstall Windows it trashes your save files Ooh, mm. I did not know that. I would like to read this one uh, uh, Kelter93 says Mass Effect 3 well I had the character DLC that came with the collector's edition uh, I finished the game months before any of the other DLC came out. Since I was among the minority who thought that the ending was terrific and provided all the closure I needed, I didn't feel the need to go back and see uh, more of the story that was in my mind already complete. One, I believe, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Two, all Mass Effect DLC. It's like, do you love Mass Effect? Yes. Do you like not seeing any of the other characters <laughs> involved in Except Mass Effect? Except for Citadel. Which I mean, is that's the real epilogue DLC. It is the most fan service mm. DLC that's ever come out, and it's basically you having a party with everybody who's like everybody in, ever, in, yeah, in, and, in the mass like who's been a party member in the Mass Effect series, and like it's it's pretty rad. And I think it's the first time you can sleep with like certain characters, ooh, like, like uh, Rex. Yeah, well, not Rex, no. but uh, <laughs> who is that like the the diseased guy who looks like a lizard? I forget his name, but that guy. Uh, you can sleep with him for the first Saren? time. Mm, might you might be right, but I don't think so. But uh, it, anywho, it's like the, it, it is the funnest DLC. JJB Sterling says, as someone who uh, thinks the first Bioshock is one of the greatest games ever created and likes Bioshock Infinite, all right, Burial at Sea is one of the worst pieces of shit I have Ooh. ever had the misfortune of playing. Huh. Not I only disagree. is it boring and frustrating, it also attempts to rewrite the original Bioshock story to include Elizabeth as a crucial and vital part of it. Uh, don't give me that bullshit about it being an alternate timeline. It's god-awful. Uh, I rarely get mad at anything at video games, but Barely at Sea is the worst offender of any rage I have ever given anything. Uh, fuck that DLC forever. It doesn't yes. It doesn't rewrite it, though. It, it's spoilery. It, it, it fills in a gap before the start of the first game. Well, again, he's... Uh, he, I, I don't think he's going to listen to that. Whatever. Who cares? Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, this person's uh, bringing up one of my favorites. Uh, another first-time forum poster, Loki Gamer, said, Costume Quest on XBLA was so funny and short and sweet that it, it that I actually took the time to collect all the optional costumes for my characters. When a winter-themed DLC came out, I figured I'd wait for it to go on sale and then destroy with my OP characters from my save data. However, when my roommate expressed interest in a game, I booted it, I booted it up 
from the beginning to give it a demo, and it deleted my save file on the hard drive. I was so bummed I didn't bother to get to DLC and vowed to wait until some October in the future when I'd feel up to playing through the six-hour campaign again. Five years later, even though I rebought both on Steam, I still haven't made it back. Aww. That is a good DLC. Also has like a cool little tie to uh, stacking. Mm. Uh, Triskitable said, I adore Bulletstorm, but its DLC was a combination of worthless maps for the game's co-op multiplayer mode, which was fun but died very quickly, as the game wasn't a huge success, and score-slash-time trials for the game's Echoes mode. Great stuff, but too little to justify the $10 price tag. Runner-up is Mass Effect 3. Finish the story. Never touch Leviathan, Omega, or Citadel. Play Citadel. Again. And Bulletstorm. Bring it back. I, I hope Epic has the rights to it. Rad Mardigan said, For me, it would be Gravity Rush. That was the first Vita game I ever played and was immediately hooked. I did everything you possibly could in the game, in, uh, in the base game, and ended up with a platinum trophy for my efforts. Never did get around to playing the DLC packs, unfortunately. Honorable mention to Skyrim. Even though I bought all the DLC with the intention of eventually playing them, that just never happened and probably won't. I bet a lot of companies make money off that. Can I just say, I played all of the DLC and got all of the trophies because the cool thing about the Vita version is that when you unlock the trophies, they they uh, it unlocks little images, little icons uh, next to them. And when you stack up all the icons, it's like the main oh, character yeah, cat cool. in different outfits. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Grimes uh. said, "Ooh, I just bought this re-release on PS4. No question about it. Dishonored. Loved the shit out of it when it came out, even to the extent of beating it only using Blink. Uh, but I never bought an, an, any piece of DLC for it, despite hearing amazing things about how Knife of Dunwall, uh, the Knife of Dunwall pack. Uh, but now that the definitive uh, edition has been out for a while, I might pick it up on Xboner. I mean, it's something like twenty dollars. What do you guys think? Uh, it uh, is not twenty dollars." No, no GameStop in my area carries the physical version, uh, and it is forty dollars on. It is twenty dollars if you own the digital version yeah. on a previous generation console. I also Which it sounds like you I, buy. I think it's I, only Xbox. I wholeheartedly recommend the DLC for that game because when you combine the two together, it's basically like a second quest for the game, but a prequel. It's like another like campaign length adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heartily recommend this event or the, product. The Knife of Dunwall stuff, especially, is like it's some of that is better than some of the stuff in the the Dish, Dishonored campaign. Must call it Dishonored, which is a game I'm making about uh, washing dishes. Dish, oh no, red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not even an amogram. You just <laughs> add spaces. Trizzle Hisnutch says, "I played the entirety of Mass Effect 2 without the two DLC characters." I think the original cast was interesting enough. I mean, how can you resist having Morden and Garrus in your team at all times? So, new question of the week. Uh, With some of the commenters mentioning their old saves and saves getting wiped, etc., what's the oldest game save you have that you hope to return to? Uh, A a couple years ago, I might have said Mercenaries 2, but then Mm -hmm. I finally did return to Mercenaries 2. I'm like, (laughs) this game looks like shit now. (laughs) It looks like an Xbox One game that's been up-resed. So I'm going to say Mass Effect 2 because I got like part, like maybe a quarter of the way through that and then just stopped and haven't gone back to it since. And I would like, I know you, all you guys fucking love Mass Effect. I would really love to share that love and uh, get back into it. But it's, it's bizarre knowing you that you don't have that love. Yeah. You well, would like really like it. Into, yeah. 
by the way, Michael, you said Xbox One game resed up. I believe you meant original yeah, Xbox game well, resed up. Well, we used to call it Xbox One before the Xbox <laughs> One happened. In my day, but yes, we thank you for clarifying. The Xbox One. <laughs> uh, boy, I bet it is on my oldest save is probably on a uh, game cartridge of some sort. I guess it would probably be No Mercy or well, no WWE WCW. Uh, world tour. You think, think the battery's still alive? <laughs> I hope so. I made all the. Well, actually, no. Okay, then let's say no mercy because that one I bought a N64 memory pack for uh, to save all my original wow. creations in it because obviously I couldn't just play the game with the WWF characters. I needed to create most of the roster of WCW in the game so they could wrestle the WWF guys. So that's where <laughs> DDP, Sting, Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, they were all on that memory pack along with along with all the Japanese wrestlers I also uh. recreated because all their information is in the game, Dave. Even their faces. They didn't remove their faces which, like, illegally, that seems illegal, <laughs> like, actually, to have, but mm. they just couldn't get them out of the game so I created Misawa, I created Sakuraba, I created Kobashi, Kawada, Jumbo Surata. <laughs> they were all on that memory pack. I wonder how many uh, younger listeners even remember or know about battery saves. Yeah. Those battery. Are like, it's like yeah, the, the idea that like the cartridge has a battery in it that powers the, uh, the save part when it's not plugged into the thing. So after about 10 years or so, that's going to die. <laughs> I just remember doing it with the Saturn where I like my S video cable constantly needed replacing. And whenever I had to get in there, like, oh, the battery got dislodged. You lost all your everything, data. everything on your system. Well, a little tiny watch battery that you can barely see. Well, speaking of memory cards, I recently transferred a game that I played on on PS one Onto my PlayStation 3 via that uh, that weird peripheral. There was a, like a peripheral that you could just oh, yeah, connect yeah, a memory yeah. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I took that save and connected it to my Vita. So I have a 35-hour save in Final Fantasy VIII. Wow. That I, for the last, uh, I don't know, what, 15 years? I've been meaning to pick back up. It's on my <laughs> Vita. I fully intend on beating it, but I think what will probably happen is I'll just keep losing in that uh, triad card game because that's where that's basically why I stopped yeah. at that point because I was like I lost one cool card and went on like a rabbit hole try, to try to get it back mm. and uh, never really worked out. I, I had a stupid amount of pride. Um, Mario sixty four mm-hmm. had four save slots, right? Yeah. Am, I, am I incorrect on that? I want to call was, my bullshit. Yeah, I think it was four. Uh, like one hundred twenty stars on all of those, and it was just like a reminder. Like I want to play Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's there's nothing left to do. You've done this <laughs> all yeah. several times. Uh, <laughs> nothing left to do. You met Yoshi on the roof. What more do you want? Now go finish mm-hmm. Donkey Kong sixty four. <laughs> I don't wanna. I really don't. <laughs> really don't. All right, so what's the oldest game that you have saves for that you want to return to? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to start the thread, reposting the question and answering it gets read first on next week's show. Or you can answer in the comments uh, on vidjagameapocalypse.com under episode 154. 
Well, that's been our show. We'll go out with a quick round of plugs. Guys, do your stuff. Booyah! Laser time this week, everybody. <laughs> hey, it's pre-shame songs. Your edition. Like, it's up to you if the, the show fans fails or not. shame songs. Exactly. Yeah. Classic. Everybody loves shame songs. Um, and there's also 302010, where we talk about the events from 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Just last week, we were talking about Pretty in Pink, and there's uh, such subjects as Fargo coming up. Jackie uh, Chan. I just want to talk more about Jackie Chan. Yeah, you what, guys, read my top no, Nobody about talks Jackie about Jackie Chan. Chan. Just like, do you understand he's our chaplain? Mm-hmm. And he's no one, greatest. no one talks about, about him like that. Uh, also, he's like chaplain, but he hits people. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also Talking and Simpsons. Funnier. Uh, Talking Simpsons, the um, chronological exploration of every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning. We are reaching the end of season two. We just posted three men in a comic book where I go off big time on all the comic book references in it. Uh, There's also Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast where we spotlight a specific hero each week. Look to learn a lot about the Punisher this week. And we've been putting those on YouTube in addition to our... Divis stream, uh, which mm-hmm. you can see with me and a dumb character that wore out my voice and made me tired. There's so uh, many great videos on YouTube. There are. We just laser time. We network. just went through the. Uh, I love going through the endings of old PS1 games, and we've oh, recently done that with Street Fighter EX, yeah. and more recently Tw- Twisted Metal Three, so which are fun. hilarious. <laughs> they were really hilarious. Great. Calypso is the worst Rod Serling uh, <laughs> the '90s could have given us. Uh, I host Cheap Podcast, the pro wrestling podcast. I also did a recent top seven about. Hulk Hogan's seven weirdest moments that are even crazier than his uh, racist screed on a fuck tape, as Chris has called it. <laughs> uh, and also, hey, you edit Bonus Time, yes. which is an extra podcast you can listen to if you're a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash laser time. Yeah. That's right. You got a Flago commentary, a yeah. wrestling commentary this week with yeah. Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Before that, we had an X-Men commentary. You got stickers and posters yeah. coming your way. Patreon.com slash laser time, people. Uh, 13 episodes of Talking Simpsons, yeah. including a new exclusive one yeah. coming your way soon. If you want to hear Chris and Brett just, like, bitch on Comcast for 30 minutes this week's bonus time, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed hearing that, and I also tell tale about uh, slipping and bird shit in Reno. <laughs> exclusive <laughs> to Patreon. I'm not going to talk about it anywhere else. That's where it happened. Um, mm. Also, yeah. I really like the, uh, I just was reminded that the Final Fantasy VIII Triad Card game song is really great, so I plug that too. It's a great song. Listen to it. You can listen to the new album from my band, uh, Slipping on Bird Shit in Reno. <laughs> it's called Racist Street on a Fuck Tape. Mm. We hope you'll really <laughs> like it. Uh, really, really 2016 focused. <laughs> yes, yes. Up to the minute, you might say. A lot of Jeb Bush references in there. I wish weren't. Jeb is a mess. Jeb is a big, fat waste. Waste. Uh, go watch Super Deluxe's yeah. uh, Jeff right. Bush this Trump been videos. Like eight minutes of plug. Yeah, uh, sorry. All right, uh, we've been Video Game Apocalypse. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. The mother only would be hearing this on the speaker, okay, so yes. oh, she wouldn't know the exact context. That but it would character- sound really porny. Yeah. Just, uh, everybody take back their laughing in Japanese. It could be like, I'm playing, I'm playing Soul Calibur, and it's a big fight. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but it consists of a lot of moaning and oh, I, agree, I, agree. I can't tell, Dave, if you, if you are your biggest troll or just think like the biggest troll. <laughs> um... um.
I want to have like a, a CBS show where I, I I try to cover for people masturbating. Where you, sing, where you you sit in a corner huddled by yourself. <laughs> what will the people say? 